Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. fundamental legal principles about due process, the presumption of innocence, do bear on my thinking. I cannot abandon them. The four witnesses she named could not corroborate any of the events of that evening. Mr. President, I will vote to confirm Judge Kevin. How did you get home? I don't remember. How'd you get there? I don't remember. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you don't like me working with President Trump to make the world a better place, I don't give a shit. Skag three, wherever he is. Get your flag fashion back out of here. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde Welcome. Hello. I hope it's over, but you know it's not over. (laughs) Somehow, there's probably some bullshit left up their sleeve. But as of this recording, Judge Brett Kavanaugh is now Justice Brett Kavanaugh. How about that? Uh, After a narrow uh, Senate confirmation vote uh, on Saturday, and that itself, that vote was after uh, another FBI investigation. That shock of shocks reveals absolutely no evidence of the alleged sexual assault Kavanaugh committed against Christine Blasey Ford before all of us here on this stream were born. So we'll talk about all that. The weekend, the, the weekend of unhinged protests might be story number one. Yeah. I'm excited to go through these. Some of you, you've seen some of these. Some of these will be surprises for you. So I'm excited to see your reaction. I, I think you've seen the Walking Dead, the uh-huh. Walking Dead zombies at the Supreme Court door. How bizarre is that? What a strange scene. I don't even know what their plan was, and they weren't trying that hard. It's like you people are low energy. You're tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll take a look at all that. We'll see what's, uh, what's next in the Kavanaugh saga. Plus a democratic operative previously reported as intern, but I'm going with democratic operative. Cause this sounds like somebody who's yeah. more than just an intern. This person has been arrested and charged with doxing Republican members of Congress. Who is this person? How close to dem- democratic legislators is this person? You've got the story on that. I've only looked at like the headlines on this, but it sounds like some surprise, surprise, less than ethical tactics yeah they definitely downplayed his involvement with other congressional members for sure Hmm. we talked about it a little bit on wednesday and of course i uploaded a video about Mm -hmm. it on friday but there's more to the roundhouse kick guy from toronto what a fantastic not fantastic because it's not fantastic that anybody got kicked but just an entertaining clip in terms of watching this guy wind up and 
put his tongue out before he roundhouse kicks <laughs> and his some little chick. purple hoodie he just kicks her yeah and the weird thing is he did something very similar back in august that was also caught on tape i was not aware of this until i had posted my video we got to get back to the story because he did this prior now the cops have investigated that video has surfaced he's been arrested and uh, is now facing charges for both of these great that's great news yeah so <laughs> we'll take a look at uh, what's going on there Three academics exposed the quote-unquote grievance studies industry by writing sham papers that still get published. Uh, we'll take a look at the garbage that passes through gender studies peer review. That's a pretty funny story. I, I, I appreciate the work they're doing there. I do. Plus, hoax hate to close. The restaurant napkin, the racist restaurant napkin strikes again. Is this All of one those that... ended up being hoax hates. Every every one that we've talked about with restaurant napkins has been. Is there more than one? I only remember the one from earlier this summer. Uh, there was the one with the the muzzy terrorist one at the steakhouse. Yeah, I have. And that then one. there was a, a one. There was one that was like, "We don't tip black people." Okay, which is similar to to. Yeah, we this about. is definitely it fits the mold. This recurring uh, racist napkin bit has been done before. So, mm -hmm. but they're still trying because you know if people will believe it uncritically why not cash in you know uh and speaking of cashing in huh you like that we will take super chats in between topics 10 bucks and up on the sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers it's gonna be all also this more. speaking of cashing in we're gonna talk about jordan peterson that will be part i had some people tweeting me curious about that whether we talk about that in the uh in the <laughs> kavanaugh discussion here we will i'm baffled frankly yeah, uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to shit on a guy who I believe has done vast amounts of good, but I am very, very surprised about really the Peterson because take I'm going to shit all over him. Hey, do what you got to do. And then I'll take the you know, I'll get angry emails about it. <laughs> yeah. From people who don't want to email you when they're mad at you. OK. <laughs> uh, so we'll take a look at all that. Uh, it's going to be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listing material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If you'd like to take the show on the go in the audio format, you could do that. Uh, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. They're all linked in the description for you, wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us, and I mentioned this on Wednesday, but we, of course, get a lot more traffic on our Sunday show. So I want to float this by the audience. Halloween is fast approaching, and... We have done two consecutive years. Of course, we've been doing the show for a year and a half, but uh, or two, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. If, I, if I can calendar correctly. Anyway, this is the third time we will have <laughs> halloween on the show. And safe to say, neither of us have come up with a compelling idea that we agree no cross on. No cross-dressing, please. I just want to put that out there. No cross-dressing. So we are open to uh, Halloween costume ideas. I think from my perspective, I don't know if you agree, but I would like two things that go together as opposed to two random things. Yeah. And stuff that's like news relevant, I think is even better. News but, relevant within the last year. Right. Yeah. Like within the last year, for sure. So if you've got ideas on, uh, on Halloween, uh, you can super chat them. You can email them to us. You can tweet them at us. I, uh, I've had some good suggestions, but we are not sold on anything firmly just yet. So. So let us know. Uh, a couple quick stories before we hop into all the big Kavanaugh news. I love this story. Well, I, I like laughing at this Do story. Do you love even this though, story? Even though it's not. <laughs> the, it's as hilarious as getting AIDS could be, you know. <laughs> getting AIDS. It's only funny when it happens to Bronx blogger. Oh, jeez. Wow. Oh, geez. Okay. 
Um, so you recently left the leftist paradise and or hellhole known as Seattle. Now, a couple of things are interesting about Seattle. One, it has a massive needle problem because like San Francisco and other places, it has effectively subsidized homelessness and drug use such that everybody is using these things with, I don't, does Seattle hand out needles like San Francisco does? Do they uh, actually yeah, distribute I, I them think, for free? I think they do, yeah. And then there are needle depository boxes yeah. as well. So you, you got a city that's full of needles. Of course, Seattle is also the home to Starbucks. And there are a lot of Starbucks coffee shops in Seattle. And of course, we saw the whole Starbucks, uh, st- the whole Starbucks controversy in the spring, where those two black guys got kicked out of the store in Philadelphia, and Starbucks because they didn't they didn't want to buy something to use the bathroom. So Starbucks fully caved and said, "Anyone can use our bathrooms; they don't even have to buy anything." And then send them to college for free, and give those guys free uh, college tuition, yes, or covered college tuition. Well, surprise, surprise. If you allow anyone into your bathrooms, regardless of whether they make a purchase or not, lots of drug addicted people will be shooting up in your bathrooms and wow, disposing nobody of nobody predicted this and disposing no of their needles in less than sanitary ways. And three Starbucks baristas have come forward to local news station Cairo seven in Seattle to do an investigative piece on this. All three employees have produced hospital pharmacy and insurance receipts to the news stations, even though they're remaining anonymous because they're worried about retaliation at their job. Uh, Their documents they've provided showed they have all sought treatment to protect them from AIDS and hepatitis after all three have been poked handling trash on the job. And the baristas say that the problem, of course, has worsened since this policy has been put in place to allow anybody into the restrooms. Here's some scenes from that uh, news report out of Seattle. Tonight, images taken inside a Seattle Starbucks by an employee who says her life is in jeopardy every day on the job. And you shouldn't have to be worrying about HIV and Hep C at a coffee shop. All three employees provided Cairo 7 with hospital, pharmacy, and insurance receipts that show they took antiviral medications to protect them from AIDS and hepatitis. Image after image reveal what three baristas say they dispose of nearly every day. Hypodermic needles left behind by drug users. They put them in the tampon disposal boxes in the bathrooms and we have to dig them out. The needle problem has grown since Starbucks opened its restrooms to everyone, even non-paying customers, this past May. And it's worse now that the bathrooms are open? It is, because you don't have to bother with purchasing anything. Um, That has definitely increased. How are those three baristas doing after they've been poked by needles? So far they're fine, but they are not out of the woods yet. They still have to have blood tests, and it won't be known if they can track something for a while now. Just nerve-wracking. They are very concerned. Do you have to sign an AIDS waiver to work at Starbucks in Seattle now? Is is this where we are? Yes, I mean, that's what Seattle is like. I've been talking about this problem, and people were like, you're exaggerating, you're exaggerating. But I told you this, and I told you this after, right after it happened. I talked about it on the show. My dog uh, stepped on a needle, and then there are these orange caps that are just everywhere. They're all over the city. Those are the little um, push dispensers for the needles. And then mm. I've seen uncapped hypodermic needles no less, no less than like 20 times. Yeah, and what's frustrating is somebody who's not experiencing this firsthand i i don't know what the scene looks like all i can rely on is reports by you and reports by the local news station but all of these things are entirely predictable given the policies in place right 
Like, oh, what a shock that <laughs> you would have massive problems by basically making your bathrooms into de facto homeless camps. What a right. shock that that wouldn't work. What a shock that if you subsidize use of syringes for whatever purpose, whatever drugs you're shooting up or, you know, whatever, that all of this, all of a sudden these, th this problem would, uh, would get magnified. If you right. want to encourage a behavior, subsidize the behavior. I even saw that some restaurants in Seattle are using blue lights so that you can't shoot up in the bathrooms because you can't find a vein if they're, if there are blue lights. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. This is just another example of the left having a total lack of foresight. This is the obvious conclusion. This is obviously what was going to happen. And they're like, yeah. how is this happening? It must be the fault of the Republicans somehow. Yeah. How are they going to spin this? And of course, this isn't just the product of local government being run by these, these crazy progressives. It's the product of corporate power that has totally bent over to appease the most nonsensical progressives in society as well. So it's odd that both government and corporate power are in cahoots in this case to damage themselves and their communities. That's what we're witnessing. That's a right. bizarre thing to watch, but here we are. Anything else you got to say before we move on to this professor? Nope. We'll talk more about um, how crazy the academic environment has become later with that hoax paper story. It's my but favorite story of the week, I think. It, it is a great story, yeah. Uh, this Georgetown University professor, her name is Christine Fair. She got into trouble during the Kavanaugh hearings for tweeting out, uh, <laughs> look at this chorus of entitled white men justifying a serial rapist's arrogated entitlement. All of them uh, deserve miserable deaths while feminists laugh as they take their last gasps. Bonus, we castrate their corpses and feed them to swine. That's a hot this, take. This is something, she's something called a security professor, security studies or something. I, the the mm, field made up. Yeah. The field she is supposedly teaching and researching under at Georgetown is, is something I've never heard of, but of course, wow, Georgetown, you know, yeah, this, yeah. Supposedly prestigious place, you know, anyway, a lot of uh, pushback on this Twitter actually, temporarily suspended her and I'm told de-verified her as well. So Twitter actually punished her for this was so bad that Twitter punished an anti-white male take. That's how bad this was. Just yeah, but they still didn't suspend second. her indefinitely. Like yeah. I was for saying fag, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, oddly enough, initially the university stood by fair, the, this professor fair saying uh, a spokesperson said the views of faculty members expressed in their private capacity or capacities are their own and not the views of the university. Our policy does not prohibit speech based on the person presenting ideas or the content of those ideas, even when those ideas may be difficult, controversial, or objectionable. While faculty members may exercise freedom of speech, we expect that their classrooms and interaction with students be free from bias and geared towards thoughtful, respectful dialogue, which honestly is mostly a policy I would agree with. I guess my question for the university is when you're talking about actually killing people and castrating their bodies and feeding their their parts to pigs based on their ideology, or in this case, I guess, not even their ideology, their gender and their race in combination with their ideology. How do you expect that professor to be objective or bias-free in a teaching environment? Right, right. She can't even control what she's saying in a public forum that's documented and that the internet will remember forever. How can you possibly expect her to remain unbiased in the classroom? 
So since then, Georgetown has not backed off of that stance, but they have decided to place her on some kind of research leave. So mm-hmm. they, uh, a spokesperson for, the, for Georgetown University now tells Fox News that she will be on academic research leave effective immediately, quote, to prevent further disruption to her students and out of an abundance of caution for the security of our community. Which that doesn't really- take any responsibility. That deflects responsibility on the general community for their reaction to what she said. What what a bullshit response. Right. That's the interesting part. It's not, well, we're concerned about her ability to have a neutral, impartial, fair teaching environment. It's, well, we got threats from the alt-right. They're going to come beat us up or something. So we got to, we got to have her go on research leave. Okay. I do. uh, I, I, I'm also annoyed by that uh, that cop out because I don't think that's why they're really doing it. I think they know what the truth is here that this is a this is an unhinged professor. It's bad PR for their school, and it probably she probably reflects the culture of the school. I almost guarantee it. But instead, it's you know we're we're worried about the threats from the outside community. I don't know. I have to think about this because I want to be as consistent as I can with my worldview. I want academic freedom in every other context. Of course, I've defended all kinds of professors before who have been targeted by mobs like the Brett Weinsteins of the world and others. I guess if I'm going to have to set a standard here, I'm going to go with mm, calling for killing people and feeding them to animals. I'm (laughs) going to to draw the line. I'm going to... to to put it in less funny terms, I think calling for violence, even if it's in, even if it's not really a specific call to violence, like it's not like she threatened a specific person here, or threatened imminent action. But I I think but that's a line that you so could draw. But so far left that we need to overcorrect here so that we can get on hmm. some kind of appropriate course. So I think that it's fine to not be totally principled in the academic environment, like to not allow this from somebody on the left, but to we be need, a little bit softer. We need some re- revenge mobs is what yeah. you're saying. Now, after the Kavanaugh stuff, I'm more receptive to the concept <laughs> of revenge mobs than I ever have. Be- and I suppose that's a good time to, to start getting into this. Uh, because now that this is all over and it, you know, it's, he's justice, Brett Kavanaugh. Now, Christine Blasey Ford's going to go away forever. We're never going to hear from her again. All that stuff's in the past. Uh, I will not forget this. I will not forget the lines that they crossed. I will not forget how they threw our most important values under the bus, how they don't care about our system, how they're willing to sacrifice everything and trash everything just to try, just in some desperate attempt to get what they want, even when they don't win at the ballot box. I won't forget this. So am I calling for revenge mobs to punish them politically? I don't know. Let's go on a case by case basis and we'll try to figure it out. But I, I'm not satisfied with, well, we won this time and uh, we'll just carry on. Like, no, you guys need some punishment. And of, of course, the first, the first punishment they need is punishment at the ballot box. And that's what I'm referring to. Really? It's to not be time clear, for death squads yet? To be clear, I'm not referring to physical punishment, mm. right wing watch, <laughs> the rest of the world. No, I mean, what I'm saying is it's not good enough just to be like, well, we barely got a victory here. And the foundational principles of this country barely won the day. No, I want doing what they did to be extremely risky and to be punished. That's, um, that's what I want. I'm out for blood on this mm. one. I mean, okay. this is war. Well, let's, uh, let's review how this all played out over a very eventful weekend. So the vote happens on Saturday, comes out 50 to 48. I think, uh, I think my guy, Steve Daines, actually didn't vote. My guy being Montana's senator, Steve Daines, his, his daughter's 
wedding was here in the area on Saturday. Right, he said so, he'd come back if he had to. If he had to yeah, come. so that's why it was only at 50. And then you had Murkowski folding. She voted present in cloture, the vote to, advance, to end the debate and advance it to the confirmation vote. And then did she also vote present or no? Anyways, Murkowski was not a yes. I thought she voted and then, no. And then you had Manchin. So Murkowski was the only Republican to defect. Manchin was the only Democrat to come. Manchin out of West Virginia was the only Democrat to come on board with Kavanaugh. The, the kind of the deciding moment, and I, I got to listen to this live, which was exciting, was this Susan Collins floor speech because Susan Collins, Republican out of, uh, of Maine, was kind of one of the last undecided potential Kavanaugh votes. And she goes uh, on the Senate floor and she gives a speech that I, you know, I, I heard widely praised and I appreciated myself in that she reviewed what went into her decision-making process and ultimately said, listen, this gets at the heart of some of the most important values and principles in this country, and I am not willing to sacrifice those. It was such a good so, speech. So good for her. And uh, I will never make fun of her voice ever again. That's true. I, I did joke. I, I, I was watching the, the YouTube video of her speech. I think the total time was 47 minutes with a little extra on the start and the end. And I thought, you know, in my head, this is probably a five minute speech if, a, if anybody else yeah. <laughs> delivers it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, regardless, it was a good speech. She, uh, she came down where she needed to come down in terms of important values. Uh, and I appreciated what she had to say. This is a little bit of a, uh, of, Susan Collins on the Senate floor on, uh, was it Friday or Saturday? I can't remember. Later in the week. Friday, I think. Further by the fact that the Senate confirmation process is not a trial, but certain fundamental legal principles about due process, the presumption of innocence and fairness do bear on my thinking, and I cannot abandon them. The presumption of innocence is relevant to the advice and consent function when an accusation departs from a nominee's otherwise exemplary record. The four witnesses she named could not corroborate any of the events of that evening gathering, none of the individuals Professor Ford says were at the party has any recollection at all of that night. Mr. President, I will vote to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. And that was basically that. And Brent Kavanaugh was sworn in basically immediately. I didn't even realize he was sworn in Saturday. This thing was, you know, as soon as the vote was in, yep. he's, he's Justice Brett Kavanaugh. There's an image of him being sworn in um, at the, I believe, at the Supreme Court itself. Man, I wonder if he thinks that it was worth it. Probably not. I hope so. I, I mean, I feel he himself is a public official, so it's not that I don't have sympathy for him. What happened to him is awful. But I really feel the most, as pictured here, for his wife and his daughters. I mean, oh, yeah. to, to be I'm that sure young. like it wasn't worth it. But. To be that young and to have your dad smeared as a gang rapist and all this stuff, like the it, what a what a rough thing to go through for these poor little girls. Did you girls. see Chuck Schumer's speech? Oh. I have some of what Chuck and uh, Chuck Schumer and Diane Feinstein had to say about the FBI report, which I want to get to next. If it, it was that what you're referring to, or was there something? It was else just was so biased. It was just filled with with slander. Oh, you mean the one on the Senate floor? On the Senate floor. Yeah, yeah I I uh, I did not watch that because it was appalling, unpersuasive, of course. 
Well, he mentions in the clip we'll watch in a moment, like, I disagree with Senator Grassley's take that there was no evidence in the FBI report about, or there was no corroboration or whatever. Well, what's the corroboration then, man? You read the report. Maybe you can't disclose to me specifics because it's confidential, but you're claiming there's evidence in there in the face of everyone else saying, nah? Yeah. Uh, you think because we wouldn't have heard about that. Come on. Yeah. So the, this, the vote of course comes on the heels of this week long FBI investigation, which Democrats of course had been asking for and then they're, then they're unsatisfied with after the fact, but this, this investigation happens. It looks into this, the claims from Christine Blasey Ford and dog face, Deborah Ramirez, your, your friend uh, at Yale, the chick who says that he, Trump with these nicknames. That he, that he wagged his dick at her face or whatever in 19, the late or the, the early to mid 1980s, whenever that was. So the FBI reaches out to 11 people to, to attempt to corroborate claims from Ford and Ramirez. And they interviewed 10. The document itself that the FBI produced is classified, but it was available for review by senators. A summary issued by the Judiciary Committee Republicans concludes the supplemental background investigation confirms what the Senate Judiciary Committee concluded after its investigation. There is no corroboration of the allegations made by Dr. Ford or Ms. Ramirez. No. There is no evidence. Okay, but unsurprisingly, as we referenced, Chuck Schumer and Dianne Feinstein are going to come out and they're still going to be unsatisfied with this. Of course, not good enough. Investigation isn't good enough, basically, is what they have to say. What I can say is that the most notable part of this report is what's not in it. The FBI did not interview Brett Kavanaugh, nor did the FBI interview Dr. Blasey Ford. Okay. They have hours and hours of sworn testimony before right. you. Why would the FBI waste its time interviewing them? What? I, I don't understand that criticism at all. I think that's nonsense. Gross. We have seen even more press reports of witnesses who wanted to speak with the FBI, but were not interviewed. It looks to be a product of an incomplete investigation that was limited Uh, Perhaps by the White House. I don't know. I disagree with Senator Grassley's statement that there was no hint of misconduct. The fact that there's only one document in there for 100 senators is another example of constraining the ability of all senators and the American public to see the whole truth and nothing but. And so now the Democrats are complaining about how the scope and the time were limited and the document itself is not available to the public. Nancy Pelosi is out saying she wants to or she's going to file a Freedom of Information Act request to get the FBI report public. I mean, truth be told, I would be in favor of the public being able to see this. What I'm not on board with is this as a Democratic delay tactic, which, of course, it is. Too late, uh, guys. But I, I, I know what would happen if that report were published and we could all look at it and see what I'm 99.9% sure it says, which is there's no corroboration. Right, right. The Democrats would have some other excuse about how, that, how that's not good enough either. There is no satisfying these people. And that's why, you know, you probably shouldn't have even done the FBI investigation in the first place. But, you know, the, the process. probably good. I mean, yeah. it exonerated him to some degree. It makes their arguments weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Yeah. Now, another big controversy leading up to the vote itself was Trump uh, finally ripped into Professor Christine Blasey Ford. (laughs) (laughs) 
he had been kind of uh, hesitant. And indeed, he'd actually previously called her testimony uh, compelling, I believe was the word he used. I might I be misquoting. Said, it. Was, it wasn't credible, was it? He might have said credible or compelling, one of the two. But he had, he had said basically, yeah, I kind of believe something happened to her, was what Trump had said previously. Then he goes to a, a rally, which he's been doing a lot of lately in the lead up to the midterms, on Tuesday night in Mississippi. And uh, he finally rips into Christine Blasey Ford, or at least her testimony. This is what he had to say. Shouldn't happen to him. What he's going through, 36 years ago, this happened. I had one beer, right? I had one beer. Well, do you think it was, nope, it was one beer. Oh, good. How did you get home? I don't remember. How'd you get there? I don't remember. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What neighborhood was it in? I don't know. Where's the house? I don't know. Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know. But I had one beer. That's the only thing I remember. And a man's life is in tatters. A man's life is shattered. His wife is shattered. His daughters, who are beautiful, incredible young kids, they destroy people. They want to destroy people. These are really evil people. Hmm. Brilliant. I thought this was brilliant because he knew it was going to cause a left-wing meltdown, that they were going to have wall-to-wall coverage where they just played this painfully true clip over and over and over again. Now, that's what the criticism is interesting. Now, they, they say it was insensitive or it's mean or whatever. And it's Aww. like, yeah, I mean, no more insensitive or mean than any other Trumpian rally. But it it's classic Trump in that you might take issue with the delivery or the tone or whatever else. But uh, please, critics, tell me what part of that was false. Yeah, uh, I'll wait. <laughs> because that to me is an accurate paraphrasing of her accusations. You may not like it. But I don't see anything in that statement that is actually inaccurate to the facts. Right. And I'm glad somebody did it because I'm hearing far too many or I heard far too many people on the right be like, well, she was credible. This sounds like a credible story. Bullshit. How many people were out there saying this is made up? This whole thing is made up. She was probably paid by the left. And then they like styled her to look like this meek little girl. I think she was voice trained with this crazy baby voice and the vocal fry. She was wearing smudged glasses. Her hair was in her face. It's like, this is a woman, a a professor who speaks in front of students all the time. She has to carry herself with confidence. And suddenly she's this meek little girl with this vocal fry and dirty glasses. Bullshit. It was an odd presentation that didn't seem characteristic of a professor or someone who speaks No, it's because she was coached by the left. This entire thing was invented. Now, when I listened to this, I had a mental flashback to another classic Trump rally moment. And I thought, you know, this could have been more offensive. And what would it sound like if I actually kind of remixed this up to be slightly more offensive? What would it sound like? The results were pretty funny. Listen to this. How did you get home? I don't remember. How'd you get there? I don't remember. <laughs> Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I, I don't remember. I, oh, maybe that's what I said. I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, he could have done that. He could have gone that far. But he didn't. Comparatively, he was more measured. (laughs) Now you got to remember where he came from. That's actually progress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so now I'm ready to get into the protests, if you are, because this is where it really starts to get nuts. Yeah, let's do it. 
So I'm excited. Let's see. The numbers are this. Uh, so on, as this process is going, there are multiple days of, um, of, of protests going on. There's Friday, there's Saturday. Friday, there were 300 plus arrests at the uh, Hart Senate office building. So as senators are uh, looking at this, this FBI document, they're considering how they're going to vote. 300 arrests there, including Amy Schumer. There are some pictures of Amy Schumer in the Capitol I want to show here. Gross. Now, you had mentioned there was one particular, before we went live, you said there was one picture that you appreciated the most, or which one was it? Do you remember? There's the a one bunch with of, her fist in the air. And there's one where she's doing the, like, whatever the, this symbol is. She's always been fat, but she really chunked up since she married that chef. Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> this, that was a bad choice for her. And then this model, what's her face? Emma, I don't even know what that chick's name is. She she went with Tita some Kowski. model down there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, here's Amy Schumer with her fist in the air being arrested. Now, these arrests, these 300 arrests on Friday. Also, she has a shirt on that says this today, then ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, <laughs> which is um, is just duplicative. If uh, you look into the Equal Rights Amendment, it's it's basically a an amendment that will explicitly make women e- uh, legally equal to men in this country. But that's already been the interpretation, the Supreme Court's interpretation of of uh, the Constitution as it already exists. So I don't know why they've uh, they they think they seem to think this is necessary but they do and these arrests were not actually that meaningful though they got uh, they were they were detained and released or they were processed and released on site they never actually went to jail or anything they were all all these people were uh, charged uh, under dc code against crowding and obstructing so you basically just get a ticket to pay and you go away and they're millionaires so, so who gives a shit yeah so that was uh that was Friday on Saturday during the actual confirmation vote and Brett Kavanaugh swearing in there were more protests this time more focused at the Supreme Court same thing 164 arrests kind of ticket and go away type scenario but some of the scenes from what happened on these two days are incredible so some of these are new to you uh, I'll be curious to see your reaction to them pretty excited for that uh, the first scene I have here is this is uh, this is at the Senate office building. Just look how cult like oh, these these protests are. This is some guy lead to giving them directions about what they're about to do, and it's it's a it's a cultish ritual. Summon to vote. Summon to vote. Let's go watch the vote. Let's go watch the vote. In offices that you wish to communicate with. In offices that you wish to communicate with. I am going to go to Heidi Heitkamp's office. I'm going to go to Heidi Heitkamp's office. Woo, woof. Okay, and because they were effective with Jeff Flake, as we observed last week, they're starting to try to use the same tactics. They did it to Joe Manchin and others. You got this, um, I don't know, this creature confronting senator Manchin at the elevator trying to figure out how he's going to vote and asking him what it'll what it'll what it will take if i can talk to uh, uh for him to believe survivors listen to me as a survivor yes. i don't understand how you can't look me in the eye why are you going to vote yes on this how can you tell me how you're going to vote no i'm not going to tell you until i finish my report tomorrow well how 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 are you not listening to us as survivors i am listening to you listen to me you're going to get in this elevator how are you Yo, Why folks, you step back. You have to How long is it going to take you to listen to us? Listen to us. And then they do the same bit where they, you know, he's talking to reporters about his vote, and they're just going to chant, "Shame, shame, shame!" Yay! And uh, then I, uh, 
I made my decision and I gave my reasons for my decision. Ours went out and we want to make sure. You can listen to the people here. Are you concerned about... Very much concerned basically with the sexual abuse that people have had to endure. Okay. Just once, uh, I want somebody to be like, no, not concerned, don't care. You might appreciate Senator Hatch in a moment here. But to her, this is the dumbest question. She's like, what will it take? How many will it take for you to believe survivors? It's not quantity, people. I don't care if it's a million survivors' claims. I need evidence. Yeah, I what need evidence. I just don't believe that that like that every one of these land whales was raped. Like I just, did you see that the quality of woman in the first clip? Like, <laughs> like really? It's like you? I saw, I saw a clip from meet the press this morning with Chuck Todd and it had Tarana Burke, the founder of uh, meet me too. And it's yeah. like the, the headline is Tarana Burke says um, lies about sexual assaults almost never happen or something like that. And I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure your claims about sexual assault never yeah, happened. Exhibit she's A, exceptionally you, ugly, yeah. exhibit A, your face, lady. But you know, you said it. He's really vying for that hit piece. Pr- prove me wrong. Yeah. Prove me wrong. I, I, it's not quantity. It's not claim. It's just, do you have any evidence? Any it's evidence not that I'm anti-woman. It's not that I seek to protect abusers. I just need some reason to believe you beyond the claim itself. That's how presumption of innocence works. That's what makes our culture and our country go round. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So they, so they try to do the same thing to Senator Hatch from Utah and he is a little more spicy. You might like him a little bit better. Why aren't you brave enough to talk to us and exchange with us? Don't you wave your hand at me. I wave my hand at you. When you grow up, when I grow up, we grow up. Did you hear that one? You fucking old piece of shit. That lady's so mad. Oh my god. Watch him wave goodbye. Or maybe he already did. Good. Um, These shrieking harpies, do they think that they're changing anybody's mind by behaving like this? People look at this and they're like, wow, you're hysterical. Yes. Uh, Senator Cassidy from Louisiana did much the same thing. He was confronted by some lady trying to argue with him as he walks down uh, a Senate hallway. And she's asking him, how are you okay with putting a rapist on the court? And he says, how are you okay with calling people rapists without evidence? Yeah. And so slowly but surely, these senators are getting some balls. And I like that. They they realize what's going on here, that they are being um, targeted by a mob, and they need to stand up to the mob. And they're doing that. Here's Senator Cassidy. Then why wouldn't I support Kavanaugh? Because they pissed her back. Because wait a second, everybody there said that it did not happen. So why am I going to so support you're gonna, you're gonna every time? Judge. Are you okay as a person to go ahead and to accept a non-corroborated charge to destroy someone's life? How many people have if it destroyed your life, your son's life, so or your husband's? If it was your husband, your son, your father, whose life is being destroyed by uncorroborated, would you like that? I would support a full FBI investigation. Uh, no, no, would you like that? An uncorroborated We just did that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't marry no, that, one doesn't count. that was a drunk. Oh. And I would make sure women are hurt. Clearly, you're okay with a rapist. And no one will marry me. And no, I'm not. But then on the other hand, clearly you're okay. The absence of evidence obviously means nothing to you. No, there's, um, there is evidence. Look at the standard. How many people are in jail on less? How many people Both are in higher. jail on less? None. 
Yeah. Who has gone to jail on less evidence than has been presented against Brett Kavanaugh? First off, you can't have less than zero evidence. Or maybe Christine Blasey Ford does. Maybe she has negative evidence because, in <laughs> fact, the witnesses didn't corroborate her story, arguably spoke against it. Maybe she does have negative yeah. evidence. I, I just don't know what they expect. I'm, I'm actually, in, in retrospect, I'm happy the FBI investigation happened because to some degree they have to be like, okay, well, you did do this. I mean, it just shows their hypocrisy. Yeah, that's why she says, I'd support a full FBI investigation because she's that implying mean? that that one wasn't full, that it was Well, we not knew legit. that that's what they were going to do. Yeah. How much time do they want? Unlimited scope and time limits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yes, to your point, uh, would you support your husband... Uh, being targeted this way jokes on you i would never be married in the first place <laughs> yeah. how would that ever happen I'd never marry a drunk because i have such high standards Look now these guys titles. these guys might piss you off the most because a whole bunch of um very very virtuous male allies blocked the supreme the street in front of the supreme court uh basically whipping themselves for their masculinity and all the victimizing it has done to all the all the uh perfect angelic women of the world here's what they had to say and uh well, just have a listen. We stand as participants who will bend the moral arc of the universe towards justice. We as men have come to stand with our sisters. This is what real manhood looks like. This, this is what real manhood looks like. For all the women out here, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? Your pain and your trauma that men like me have caused. Wow. To all the women, I'm sorry. Just does get that guy on have your knees, you pussies? Just flog that... yourselves. Does that guy personally have something to confess to, or is it just his oh male God. existence that has victimized women? Ugh. Hmm. Gross. I'm sure they were rewarded with uh, with plenty of sex later that they were after. You think? I bet not. I bet not. <laughs> okay. I mean, can you think about how low that is? Like, what a soy thing that is to be pandering to women of this quality. It's pretty bad. It's really bad. That is yeah. so much worse than just going your own way and not having any contact with women. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. There's an element of self-respect to that, but this of course. is just gross. Yeah, this, there's, there's zero pride in what's going on there. Yeah. Um, this scene I loved because they actually, as the, as the confirmation happens and Brett Kavanaugh is actually being sworn in, these people storm the Supreme Court doors. <laughs> and this is what I was referencing earlier. This is a scene that he's straight out of the walking dead or any zombie apocalypse film. And I, as I was editing up the clips today, I thought I, I have to hear what this sounds like with the walking dead theme under it. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first watch them trying to break open this door. <laughs> Just, this clawing and scratching. Now, I think this fits. <laughs> and then CNN has a reporter on scene, too. So what started as a trickle of civil disobedience here on the steps of the Supreme Court has become this, just outright anger and upset that Brett Kavanaugh is being uh, uh, not only confirmed today, but is being sworn in right now. Those are the very doors of the Supreme Court. There are 
hundreds of protesters who have now come up onto the stairs. Uh, they are pushing toward the doors. You can see that there is uh, the security officers for the Supreme Court who are in front of the doors. Wow. What? Now, how interesting that they're chanting, this is what democracy looks like. Meanwhile, you're chanting about shutting it down and just mob rule right. to overturn uh, our constitutional system, to just take control of our institutions illegitimately. Literally the opposite of democracy. Well, I, I mean, maybe they want pure democracy. That's the other call I've seen lately. I might I might talk about this later this week because, of course, now the calls are coming out. Ugh, senators who represent less than half the country voted to confirm Kavanaugh. How could we have a Senate where Wyoming has the same representation of California? That's the whole idea, actually. Right. That's the design. That's not a flaw. So that coastal elites don't take over the country with their Correct. idiotic liberalism. The founders, Correct. They, they considered this. Now, I have a lot of sympathy for protest in general, especially, you know, when you're in the minority and you lose, protest is, is a key element of a free society. It should be protected. I'm very much on board with all of those free speech themes. But this stuff is so unhinged and nonsensical, this clawing at the door and stuff. You want to walk around with a sign in front of the court that's like Kavanaugh sucks. Good for you. I don't care. I don't think you're crazy for doing that if that's what you believe. But this weird horde mentality that they have. The, the, like the way that they have to have these this like leadership control of them that we saw earlier and then the way they join these mobs to claw at things and just be like just bizarre it, it, it's like a zombie world i can't i can't put it any other way it's it's like mindless mob mentality it's so weird to watch hmm. what is this world i don't the, know uh, it did really sweeten the defeat though i gotta say oh of course you knew it was coming yeah yeah yeah, so that that was fun to watch, but uh, but again, it raises the question of like, how am I supposed to share a country with you when, like, if, if I lose, if it's reversed, if it's President Hillary making her Supreme Court nominee, maybe I'm one of those people who is out protesting this for all I know. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm not clawing at the door though. No. Like, if I'm passionately against Hillary Clinton's Supreme Court nominee, I'm not clawing at the door nonsensically. Right. Probably making a video about how I think this judicial pick is bad. You know, making some kind of reasoned case yeah. to try to persuade people, people to win to win next time. Instead, they're, I, I can't <laughs> understand how I'm supposed to share a country with these people. I hate being so pessimistic, but like, what the hell, man? You yeah, clearly don't, don't believe in our system. I really don't think we can. It's like I believe in our system more than I believe in any outcome. Even when I lose, I still believe in our system. And so I accept the outcome and I think, OK, I'll work within the rules to try to win next time. They don't share that. Right. That, that's why we can't coexist, because they erode the system fundamentally. So yeah. they can't they, they just can't be in power. They can't be in any positions of power. Yeah. One silver lining in all of this is Lindsey Graham has been on a tear. We yeah. appreciated what he had to say at the, the actual Ford Kavanaugh hearing yeah. where he just ripped into Senator Feinstein and the rest of the Democratic wing of the Judiciary Committee. But now, I mean, a lot of people have been criticizing him, saying he's auditioning for attorney general if Trump gets rid of Sessions. Frankly, I don't care. I don't care if this is just some show that he's putting up because I find the whole thing entertaining and actually not just entertaining, but right on, you know, like ne necessary, yeah. correct, all of those things. So <laughs> some fantastic uh, Lindsey Graham clips. He goes on CNN and says, listen, if you don't like that, I'm, you know, trying to help Trump make the country great. I don't give a shit on Where CNN. The Lindsey Graham of standing up to Donald Trump. What do you say? Well, I'll tell him when I think he's wrong. But let me just tell you about the critics. Uh, when I worked with President Obama, and I did on yeah. occasion, 
Um, I was a hero. Now, when I work with President Trump, I'm two-faced. I like the president. I want to help him. I hope he's successful. He's been a friend to me, and he says some things I don't agree with. So if you don't like me working with President Trump to make the world a better place, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I should have thug-lifed his face, but I didn't have the time. Um, and then, uh, then he goes on, uh, or he's doing some kind of lecture series, but he's talking to an audience about his experience with the, the hearing and the audience boos. And he doesn't, he also doesn't give a shit when he gets yeah. booed in front of a hostile audience either. And there you have it. Senator Lindsey Graham <laughs> and only the way Senator Lindsey Graham can always have the last word in an interview with me. I'm Thank the you. first person to say, I want to hear from Dr. Ford. I thought she was handled respectfully. I thought Kavanaugh was treated like crap. Yeah, well, boo yourself. Here's what I, all right, all right, look, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to please be respectful of this conversation. Now, this exchange turned into like a a viral photo this week. There's some unhinged lady following him, telling him that they're going to vote her out of office. And he says, listen, you can come to South Carolina and do that. I don't care. And he's kind of straightening his tie as she's walking crazily behind him. This was, uh, this was a great image. Please move to South Carolina. I hope you come out. You'd be welcome in South Carolina. Believe your daughters, believe your mother, believe your sisters. He lied under oath. You have changed. He lied under oath. I don't, I mean, you've been. He lied under oath. He didn't drink. He didn't black out. There aren't 40 people you have not interviewed. And these people get so mad because he's laughing at these supposed survivors and victims. No, I'm sorry. A lot of these people do need to be mocked. Yeah, I know. Part, I know. Part of the problem is they, they take like themselves. They sound like scorned exes. Like that one yeah. chick was like, you have changed so much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think part of the problem, a, a huge part of just our culture, in gener- our culture in general is taking ourselves way too seriously all of the time. I'm never to be mocked. I'm so serious. I'm this, I'm that. You're a crazy lady chasing around a man and talking about white privilege and patriarchy because right. you didn't get your way in the election. Yeah. I'm going to mock you thoroughly and i'm glad that we have someone in the senate who is good yeah in the same way i support senator graham being mocked if he's still in the same way he was on saturday night live you know i didn't like the segment but i don't know that's the way public life works with him i think that he kind of started to realize you know this is this is war this is serious and he's got uh, this element of southern pride yeah. i think is serving him very well recently i mean i used to strongly dislike him but this week i'm i'm like all right. I guess I love Lindsey Graham now. <laughs> Got a couple more here. There's some protester yelling in his ear at the Senate or in the Senate office buildings and yelling about Kavanaugh. And he says, well, all right, how about this? We'll just dunk Kavanaugh in water and see if he yeah. floats. Will that work for him? You've humiliated this guy enough and there seems to be no bottom for if some of you. So, it would all be uh, over, uh, Senator so why don't we dunk him in water and see if he floats? We were talking. <laughs> And then he's on um, Fox News Sunday this morning and he's got this list and Chris Wallace, the host, is like, what's your list about with judicial nominees? He's like, oh, it's Trump's list. And to Chuck Schumer and the rest of them, I say, if Kavanaugh's not good enough, pick one, pick some off this list because you don't get to pick Supreme Court nominees unless you win the White House. Boo freaking who? Good for him. Before we came on the air and I see that you have a list. What's your point? Well, here's my point. This is a list that was compiled in November, but he actually put it out uh, during the campaign. There are 20-something people on this list. I'm asking Chuck Schumer, name five, name three, name one that would be okay with you. So, Chuck, you want somebody new, 
Look at this list and see if there's anybody you agree to. But what you want to do, Senator Schumer, is to overturn the election. And you pick the judges. We're not going to let you pick the judges. If you want to pick judges, then you need to win the White House. Good for well, you. Of course he's right. And there's that, there's that still image, actually. Leah. <laughs> the tie straight thing. Yeah, good for him, man. Um, you ready to get to a little controversial? Always. So this, uh, a lot of people were asking us if we were going to talk about this. And um, as I said at the top of the show, I am frankly baffled by this take from Jordan Peterson that was posted uh, Friday, I guess. But he was, he's quoting his friend, Eric Weinstein. He says, if confirmed Kavanaugh should step down and he gets ratioed predictably for this. A lot of people, people ripping him, people like myself who are just confused by this take. So he, he clarifies what he means. He says, I'm not certain that it would be the right move. It's very complex, but it would give his name, Kavanaugh's name, or it would have his name cleared. And a figure who might be less divisive might be put forward. And Peterson elaborates, uh, this would decrease or might decrease residual alienation from the left and make things left po- uh, less polarized moving forward. Of course, it has to be balanced against handling any victory to the believe all accusers crowd. Uh, I definitely have some opinions on this, but I defer to you if you want to go first. Um, at first, like I actually had to go to his Twitter account to see if this was real because I'm like, this guy has taught us how to stand up against leftist mobs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had my problems with Peterson in the past. He said some idiotic stuff about individualism and civic nationalism. And I'm like, all right, I can trust this guy in a few things. I can't trust him on everything. Um, and then I saw his show and it was you know, mostly the incoherent ramblings of a madman for two hours. So I was like, all right, okay, whatever. And then I saw this and I'm like, I'm fucking out. I'm Hmm. out on this. That is an insane position to have because of course it wouldn't exonerate him. It would just, the left would just immediately be like, oh, he did this because he's clearly guilty. It's like, what about uh, him protecting his own integrity and having gone through all of this and living a clean life and being worthy of the job? What about that? Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally confused. I would hope. And if I'm going to offer any defense, maybe it is due to a lack of understanding about Kavanaugh specifically or something like that. I mean, obviously I'm confused. Nope. I'm trying to give it the best. I mean, I can't give it a a defense on the substance. I have to give it a defense like based on ignorance, unfortunately, because I just can't agree to this statement. But that's part of the problem is like you, I'm very confused that this comes from the guy who is famous in addition to his writings and his lecturing and all that, but is famous largely for telling people do not submit to the mob. Famous, famous. There it is though. He's making millions and millions of dollars a year. He doesn't want to divide his crowd because, you know, he talks about self-help and betterment and he knows that he has a lot of lefties that still listen to him. And he wants to, to frame himself as this understanding leftist and it does his reputation good. And so he's viewing this from like, oh, how how am I going to appear to other people? Hmm. He has lost focus on the truth. And I think that I think Jordan Peterson is lost to us. I just don't think he's useful anymore. And I, I can't listen to him. Like, I, I'm I, sorry. I would hope that's I would hope the explanation is not that sinister. Sell out. Um, but it is out. it is it is concerning to me that he doubled and or tripled down on it as opposed to thinking. And his explanation didn't really, you know, the explanation doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. first off the divisiveness is a product of the left smears against Kavanaugh, not Kavanaugh's inherent divisiveness. Kavanaugh is actually not a very controversial guy. They made him controversial with unsubstantiated allegations. Um, 
to the point you could put someone forward who's less divisive. Well, I don't care if they put Jesus Christ forward. Jesus Christ something. will be made divisive by right. these people. He was made divisive by the left. So how is that even relevant? It wasn't his fault. It wasn't anything that he did. Yeah. And so, how would stepping down exonerate him anyway? I, that's where I really am like, what? Yeah, that's a good question. If he could clear his name, absolutely not. I, I, have to, yeah. I don't think that would clear his name at all. I think, in fact, that would be taken as a scalp of victory by these people and, impl and uh, an implication or a, a sign of guilt. They would take it as pleading guilty, basically, I think. Also, Weinsteins obviously can't be trusted. Um, Brett had, and Brett had a similar take too. And again, like these are people that I have looked up to that I've appreciated. I think they're all wrong on this particular instance. Um, but that take was curious to me too, as someone who has been run out of a job by a mob, we should not be talking about submitting to the mob when there's not substantiation for the mob's claims. I, I mean, that. yeah, it, it's, uh, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I could not believe that this was was real until i saw it directly yeah. from their twitter accounts i was like no yeah. way so it was baffling totally baffling maybe things will change but uh but yeah a lot of weird takes coming out of the uh the so-called idw the the intellectual mm -hmm. elite at the idw um as far as uh so what, the, what i want to close on with the kavanaugh stuff here is you know the question of what's next and uh, Ford's lawyers, Christine Blasey Ford's lawyers are saying that they don't intend on pursuing any additional legal action, anything of the sort. <laughs> what a surprise. I saw this meme circulating that I think uh, certainly represents their strategy now. Now that this is all over, the Democrats are pushing Christine Blasey Ford right out of their Jeep. They're getting rid of her, just tossing her to the road. You'll never hear from her again. Yeah, but I mean, we the, really won't. The question about impeaching Justice Kavanaugh, which would follow a process, uh, as I understand it, identical to the presidential impeachment process. You know, the House would have to bring the charges. The Senate would have to confirm with a supermajority. Both um, Ford's lawyers and Maisie Hirono on the Judiciary Committee were asked about the, the prospect for impeaching. And they both, well, Ford's lawyers give a hard no. Um, Hirono kind of dodges the question. So this is what they actually had to say about uh, impeachment, potentially. Would Professor Ford like impeachment proceedings to begin? Professor Ford has not asked for anything of the sort. What she did was to come forward and testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee and agree to cooperate with any investigation by the FBI. And that's what she sought to do here. She so no, she's not going there on impeachment? No. She does not want him to be impeached? No. Should Brett Kavanaugh be impeached if Democrats take control? I'm much more focused on the here and now, which is that we have an election coming up. And I've said to the women who are, who are justifiably angry but uh, determined, I, and I said they should be just focused like a laser beam on the elections because they have connected the dots. They know that the senators who are making these confirmation decisions are the people who were elected by their voters. Interesting that the senator is not giving a hard no there, but if her answer makes sense, I mean, of course, you're not going to pursue impeachment if you don't have the numbers in Congress to do it. The question is, given their antics in the Kavanaugh hearing, what is their electoral prospect in the midterms at controlling Congress, which would be a prerequisite to impeaching Kavanaugh, presumably, since this is basically a partisan issue at this point. It's not whether he did well, anything unethical or happen. criminal. Yeah.
And Christine Ford, people forget that she gained a lot from doing this. I mean, did her GoFundMe at the end of the day was what eight hundred thousand, seven hundred fifty thousand? Yeah, it was. She's going to get a book deal. And I also don't like that the right keeps saying like she didn't want to come forward. She she was forced to come forward. I think that's bullshit. If you sent that letter to Feinstein, you had to know that at some point it was going to become publicized. People were going to find you if they decided to employ this tactic. Like, I just don't believe that she never wanted to come forward, that she had nothing to gain out of If you of never wanted to come forward, you don't write the letter. Yeah, to your exactly. point. I mean, what, I'm just not buying it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, but people it, in the live chat are saying $900,000. Is that wow. true? I know oh, there were a couple God. different GoFundMes on her behalf, not just one. Oh, I thought it was just the one. That's the, one just... the biggest one I saw was creeping on 800000 when it was closed. I mean... Most people, if, if somebody said like, all right, you have to deal with a media spectacle for two weeks, be under intense scrutiny, public scrutiny, but you'll get a million dollars. You'll be the darling of the left, a hero in your town, and you'll get a book deal. Most yeah, people and there's more be like, money. Yeah, yeah, fucking sign me up. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, t- there's evidence that the Democrats may have overplayed their hand here. We mentioned it a little <laughs> bit before, but, but of course, back in July, at least according to this same uh, NPR PBS Marist uh, poll, uh, the, the Democrats back in July enjoyed a 10 point, um, voter enthusiasm advantage. That is to say democratic voters were saying at higher rates that, uh, the upcoming midterms were very important. Voting in the upcoming midterms were very important as after the, uh, the Kavanaugh circus here, that lead has statistically vanished. It's still a two point democratic advantage in that metric, but you know, statistically that doesn't even matter. It's within the margin of error said, um, uh, a spokesperson or the director of the Marist Institute, uh, for public opinion, which ran the poll, the result of the hearings, at least in the short run is the Republican base has awakened. Uh, so, and I can say, I've mentioned it before, but I can say personally, as somebody who was thinking about, am I going to vote to get Democrats out of office or am I going to vote maybe for libertarian candidates or people who I feel like are more closely aligned with my values? Uh, this has clarified to me that if I, if the worst possible outcome is people who do not believe in the foundational values of this country, people who want to trash the foundational values of this country, people with no regard for the constitution, not only the legal concepts, but the themes it espouses. So my electoral priority as someone who assuredly will vote uh, soon here in a couple of weeks is getting these Democrats out because having them in power is a risk I can't take. Yeah. So I understand. I think there's a lot of people I'm that surprised are surprised to hear you say this though. I, in an ideal world, of course, I would like to vote for something, not against something, but the against in this context is so compelling. Yeah. It's not just like, well, they're going to put taxes a little bit higher than I would like or something like that. It's like, no dude, they don't believe what they've trashed every theme of the bill of rights at this point. They don't believe in your freedom of speech. They don't believe in your right to defend yourself under the second. They don't believe in your presu- in a presumption of innocence for you. They don't believe in any of these. But things. Republicans really showed their their hindquarters on this one as well. Hmm. It's not like they can really be trusted. I mean, like I said earlier, so many of them. This story is credible. This is a this is a credible account. What does that even mean? I don't know. I think they. I think you're right. They wanted to have both. They wanted to have it both ways. They wanted to appear to be sensitive and still win right. on the facts. Yeah. I understand the strategy, but. Maybe it's easier in retrospect because as this developed, the story became more and more silly as the facts came out more and more. So maybe they wanted to play it safe early and just to be consistent, they kind of had to stick with that as it unfolded. I don't know. 
uh, last piece here on Kavanaugh, of course, because now the attention turns to the barely alive Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who presumably will be replaced uh, unless she maybe maybe she's a robot who died 10 years ago. Who knows? She might be like Hillary. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we observed her a few weeks ago. It looks like she's in rough shape. And I don't know. I mean, I won't I wouldn't be surprised if Trump is replacing her before even the 2020 Oh, election yeah. campaign. It's, what did Stick say about her the other day? He said uh, she's 10 blinks from the, from the grave. That <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds about right. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg had another public appearance, this time at Georgetown University. And um, she was talking about Kavanaugh. And she was talking about sexual harassment and abuse. And she was talking about Me Too. Ruth Bader Ginsburg says, this whole Me Too thing has me very turned on. Interesting. Says RBG. But I am really turned on by this Me Too. Mm. Tell us more. (laughs) These Me Too complaints are every woman of my vintage has not just one story, but many stories. But we thought there was nothing you could do about it. Boys will be boys. So just find a way to get out of it. Just find a way to live <laughs> to January 2021. I know, God. Okay. She can't even lift her head up. I mean, come on. Have you yeah. seen any interview with her in the last three years where her head was like above a 45 degree angle? We talked. We were talking about it a few weeks ago, but I, I would like to know who's actually doing most of her work because I do not buy that she's doing it. And that's Some not part, good. Yeah. Having a justice who can't, presumably... I know there's the workout videos out there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm guessing she's probably not writing her own opinions and all those things. Yikes. Hmm. That's all I got though. And you know, as I mentioned at the top, uh, I, this battle is won. I will not forget. I will not forget the terms on which this battle was fought. That is, uh, that's what I'm leaving this story with. No, has it left an indelible mark on your hippocampus? My, my hippocampus does have some indelible urges for vengeance. Hippocampus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you got more to say, uh, we, we could check in with Super Chat before we get to the rest of tonight's stories. We should. I should say first and foremost that we got a $500 Super Chat. Whoa. Yes. Let me Holy pull that cow. up. We did. It is from a Mr. one Mr. John Martin. You guys do such a great job. I swear you are literally keeping me sane some days. At the very least, I know that I am not alone. Thank wow. you so much, that, John. That is very, a very, very generous donation. We really appreciate it. That's that. huge, man. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, whenever people say things like that, it's, uh, it's very humbling because I know that we felt kind of the same way before we, <laughs> before we gambled on ourselves to make this happen. And I'm glad that we did. But I understand what it's like to be in a you know, a, a social environment or a school environment or a professional environment where you're in a sea of people that are doing something silly like these mobs. And you're thinking, am I the only one who believes this to be insane? Am I the only one that thinks this <laughs> is know. total nonsense? I, yeah. I understand with that position. I understand that position and sympathize with it a lot. So thank you for helping us keep the show going. Much appreciated. Um, all right. Crustacean ficus unable to watch live tonight to my great dismay, but take some shekels to continue the good fight. Thank you, oh. sir. Crustacean JBD Dino six one. Happy Sunday, Matt and blonde. Looking forward to a great show tonight. It's, it's been a pretty good show. Pretty yeah. Good. People were shitting on me hard about Jordan Peterson on the live chat. Oh, I yeah. What I said. Cause you were too aggressive. Uh, yeah. I mean, he said one thing and that just makes you turned off to him forever. It wasn't just 
one random thing. It's what this one thing represents, you know? I, I'm like, not this prepared was a shocking to thing. I'm not me. prepared to abandon shit, but I must acknowledge I was right there anyway though because of a variety of other things. This, this I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not prepared to throw him under the bus. And I again, I think he's done a vast uh, way 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 more good than this one tweet could possibly represent. That said, yeah. the values at stake yeah. in this one tweet are very important. Yeah. I have to acknowledge that too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but people are, are split. A lot of people really, really hate him too. So, hmm. um, raggle fraggle. Well, now the Democrats have a used Ford for sale, airbags deflated, mirrors broken, steering lens left. It requires regular jump starts. Credit to shooter down under. Thank you for giving credit to the joke that I was going to steal and repeat. Um, <laughs> David Harris, today is my birthday. And we just found out the other day that we're expecting a girl. So here's oh, wow. some money for some reason. Congratulations, Very cool. David. I, don't, I, hope it's not, I hope it's not inappropriate for me to reveal, but I got to meet him and his wife when they rolled through town maybe a year ago or so. Oh, so really? Congratulations to both of you. Yeah, we had a fun time. We went and got sushi at oh, my favorite cool. place in town. Well, congrats, David. Uh, Felder yeah. 53 Rogers. Over, it's just getting started. Still not tired. That must be a callback from the very beginning of the show. Mm. Uh, thank you, dude. Um, Shadow Fox 14. Hey, from Ohio. This is my first time donating, catching the show from the start. Did you guys see the Hill article posted today on the Russian collusion story? I did Apparently, not. the FBI is probably biased. I did not. I, mm. I haven't heard anything about Russian collusion in quite a while, which is how I know that it's definitely fallen apart already. Well, now that the now that the FBI is done being thrown under the bus for the Kavanaugh, uh, for the Kavanaugh investigation, they're going to be heroes again because, of course, they're doing a great job with the Russian collusion it's investigation. It's so baffling. You'll see. Me. They're like you'll all see. Trump is is uh, you know he's at the head of he's influencing the FBI and the FBI are doing whatever he says. And now they're like the FBI is so great because it's like can you guys like pick a lane here? Hmm. Um, Fat Hooligan says, glad the Kavanaugh Inquisition is over, but I'm sickened by the notoriety and wealth that Ford has gained from all of this. There will definitely be more politically driven hit jobs to come. Of course there will, but they, they really, they really bet the farm on this one. I mean, gang rapists, what comes after that? Uh, pedophilia, right? Well, yeah. And that's, uh, we talked about this. I saw some other commentators talking about this. They, they drove racism into the ground that that's not really a stinging accusation anymore. So now they're going gang rapist or rapist, but yes, I think once that's run into the ground as it might already be after this, you gotta go neck to the next thing. What is it? Serial killer? Is it Trump already beat them on that with the Zodiac killer thing with Ted Cruz? Yeah, really. But it can't Hmm. be something as verifiable as that killing. Yeah. I think that they're going to go pedophilia Hmm. for a while. I mean, I don't know, uh, but they are going to keep trying. But just keep in mind, Fat Hooligan, that it gets less and less effective every time they use it. Uh, Andal one, happy Canuck Thanksgiving to you both. Thank goodness mm. Kavanaugh got through because if you guys fold to the regressive parasites, there's no hope of reversing this nonsense here. You both are awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. But he should step down once he's confirmed and somebody less divisive. <laughs> I'll give him a break. Give him a break. Uh, Come on. Carolay, I'm sorry if I messed that up. I introduced my normie parents to your podcast. We'll report how well it goes. Ooh. Well, sorry to your parents sorry. about the, the uh, obscene super chat I gags. Know, I know. As a non-Trump supporter in 2016, I'm still not sick of winning. Mm. Uh, looking forward to voting Trump in 2020. Cool, dude. Thank you. Did you hear that Trump quote at a rally this week? He said, "The only reason to vote Democrat the midterms is if you're tired of winning." <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a pretty good one. He's great at rallies. Uh, David yeah. Blackstone winning Lindsey Graham clip and picture of adjusting his tie with shrieking harpy. Orrin Hatch saying how grow up or saying grow up and waving bye bye in the elevator like this. Yeah, and I'm glad to Slate. see. 
sorry. Oh, sorry, keep going. Uh, and showing Flake how to deal with it like a boss. This week was hilarious. I really enjoyed all the tears. The salt yeah, tears. yeah. Maybe maybe they saw what happened to the Flake. What happened to Flake, and that's enough to embolden you to be like, no, nope, not happening to me. Not going to do that. Yeah, For yeah, sure. maybe. Kawaii Kids Club. Hey, Matt, love your content. I was wondering if I could email you some questions for an interview I have to do for my journalism class. Promise not to brand you a Nazi. I'd really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Sure. Yeah. Email me anytime. Um, it's just my name, Matthew L. Christensen at Gmail. It's hard to spell. So if you want to find it, it's linked in the description of all my videos. And it's also linked on my Twitter page. The Bellite says, my mom is 55, has never voted in her life, and is pissed enough to vote Republican this election cycle. Mm. It gives me hope. That's pretty sweet. I'd she's imagine that's to the be case a, with, some, with a lot of people. She's going to be a gender traitor and turn her back <laughs> on all women. The coward Liberius. Halloween idea. One of you be pineapple. The other one of you be a pizza. Ooh, oh, wait. That's, that's outside the box. You said two things that go together. Never mind. Oh, I see. Ah, I like I pineapple like that. pizza. It is a theme I might get some show. tomorrow night. Pineapple pizza. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. It's on the list. Hmm. Uh, Micah Dale rarely get to catch the show live. So here's some cash. Love the show for my commutes Monday and Tuesday. Also glad to see Cuck Norris is facing charges. Yeah, they, so they, they, they're calling him Cuck Norris because of the roundhouse kick. The problem is there was That's already good. a Cuck Norris. Remember him? He was the guy with that weird like Asian Hispanic chick who was going after that MAGA hat or shirt guy in an apartment lobby. Remember the one where she's like, you are so racist with oh, the camera yeah, in his right, in his because right. uh, he looked like Chuck Norris, didn't he? That's why. Yeah, he didn't ah. kick anybody, but he looked like Chuck Norris. I forgot about that. The so one that, who sticks was like, I really think that was my ex-wife. Exactly. Okay. That's the one. I remember. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, Big LC, what are the odds that we could get a stack of Matt and I once made love memes submitted to and published in some LGBTQ studies? <laughs> Maybe try it. Go um, for it. Yikes! Let's do like four more sure. right now uh reginald mcintosh visited cali a few times this year and using any public restroom even in higher income areas was a figurative and literal shit storm oh hmm. gross uh thank you sir i, d- I did notice i was in california within the last couple of months and i did notice how common gender neutral bathrooms are labeled yeah. as gender neutral yeah uh yeah i used to see bathrooms that would say like whichever on hmm. uh, hipsters Sean Gordon, people keep saying Kavanaugh has no respect for the fourth. Why didn't those people worry about the facts when they liberal media abuse the first to distract us from the fifth? Because they're sheep. Thank you, Sean. Convenience. That's convenience, yeah. Yeah. Carl Not Bunt. constitutional fidelity, of course. Um, Carl Bunt says, Dr. Bogosian is my professor. And I, he's the Portland oh, cool. State professor that did one of these um, false. He's one of the three that did the project. Very yeah. good, very good. On Thursday, we had an amazing chat with all three of the authors during class, mm, one of the few cool. professors that are not crazy leftists. Well, yeah. I love their work. It was masterfully done. We'll yeah. talk about this in a bit. Um, let's just do one more right now. Beer me too, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen my family so galvanized. Do they really think my mom, sister, or wife would want to see my dad, brothers, or myself treated like this? That being said, mm. legend has it every Kavanaugh decision, a keg gets its wings. Wow. Um, well that's played. really funny, Brett. Thank you. Something, or I shouldn't call him Brett, uh, but something I should say is these women, like the, like the fat one that was like, oh, well, I would never marry a drunk. You have to think that a lot of these feminists have abandonment issues with their father or weird relationships with their father, which is why they're so fucked up. And they're also unmarriageable. And uh, so it's not, you're not like looking at a subset of women that has normal familial relationships and uh, relationships with men in their personal lives. It's women that 
really have internalized this toxic masculinity thing because they were probably raised by single moms yeah. and nobody will marry them. So they don't know what a loving relationship with a husband is well, like. That's been my thinking on this is like, uh, the only way you can buy into this believe all women always side with women nonsense is if you genuinely hate men. Like you, right. you absolutely presume against men all the time. Yeah. Uh, that is your default is to side against men. Imp that's implicit in the concept of side with women all the time is side against men. I don't side. I side with evidence. Okay. I don't care who's making the claim. Right. I want to know what, what, su like what substantiation there is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Tell me about this story of this originally reported as a democratic intern, but right. somebody else charged with doxing Republican senators during the Kavanaugh hearing. It's a bit of an old story. So I'll go through the facts really quick. Everybody's probably okay. heard about it. Um, but on Thursday, the Capitol Police arrested this suspect that they believed revealed the personal information of Republican senators during the Kavanaugh Senate Judiciary Committee hearing. And so what was happening was they this guy was updating the Wikipedia articles. I think it was like it was Lindsey Graham and it was Mike Lee and Orrin Hatch. Mm -hmm. And their Wikipedia pages was were appearing with their personal addresses. You know, it was just like a, a pretty standard docs. So Do you know this, how fast Wikipedia was to take these down or how long it stood not up? Not super fast. Hmm. Um, so they arrested this guy, Jackson Costco, 27, and he's been charged with making public restricted personal information, witness tampering, threats in interstate communications, unauthorized access of government computer because he was doing this. It was traced to these house computers, identity theft, second degree burglary, and unlawful entry. So Jackson Costco. Yeah. It was um, reported, even this morning I saw on um, on Fox News that they're still calling him an intern, but this is not true for, for uh, Rep. Sheila Jackson Lee. This is, this is not true. He's actually, uh, this is from the Tennessee Star, while Lee claims Costco was an unpaid intern in her office, the Washington Post reports that Costco was actually a fellow. This was confirmed by Costco's lawyer who said his client was a fellow in Jackson Lee's office and that he was being paid by an outside institution. Mm. So also in this article, the outside institution has yet to be named, but the position of fellow, which I couldn't believe this today, very different from that of intern. It actually means that he was routinely trusted to advise Lee and communicate with other members of Congress, specifically yeah. those co-sponsoring her bills. So it's not just some kid answering the phones or something like no, that. No, he had like yeah. big, a big role advising Lee. Has um, uh, Sheila, Jackson, Sheila Jackson Lee had anything to say about this? She just she... said he was an intern. They're clearly trying to downplay hmm. uh, the, the level of importance of his job. So with this article, as the Tennessee Star points out, this raises questions. It seems clear the Costco isn't some unlucky and overzealous intern who got caught being a naughty boy. Rather, it seems Costco might be a Democratic operative paid by some unknown outside organization planted in an unpopular congresswoman's office, possibly so he could engage in exactly the type of behavior that got him arrested. And, and that, showed, I don't think that's Tim Foyle Hattery. I think it's actually what happened. The Tennessee Star has this image here, too, of Sheila Jackson Lee exchanging something with one of Lassie Ford's lawyers at the Kavanaugh hearing. A lot of people were you know, just uh, speculating about what that might have been. My response at the time, I forget which stream we mentioned it, but I was skeptical that if something was damning, like something malicious was being exchanged between the two of them, why would they do it under lights and camera? Right. It seems a little brazen for me. I wasn't mm. actually that concerned with that. But I, I mean, I do think that if you're going to try to subvert 
from within that this would be a, a wise plan. And this is what they always do when somebody gets caught doing something that they shouldn't be doing in the government. They're like, oh, it was just some unpaid coffee running intern or like Peter Strzok. They totally downplayed his, uh, you know, his role in the FBI. They're like, well, he didn't really have that many responsibilities. Yeah. It's like, what are you people talking? They and, always do this. And according to Capitol Police, the doxing was done, like the posting of the docs was done in the Capitol building. Yeah, was, yeah. Okay. So, and I mean, presumably if he's in the Capitol building, I'm guessing he's working on someone's behalf. It seems weird right. that if you're just a rando guy doxing for the lulls, usually you're in your mom's basement or something. Mm -hmm. You're not yep. in the Capitol building. That's a weird place to, is there public Wi-Fi even in the Capitol building? I assume maybe there is. Uh, I don't know. Um, during, it says during the hearing, someone connected to a house computer. It was revealed and was doxing senators. Yeah, so he, I mean, I got to imagine he's got connection cred, you know? He's got an ability to connect to whatever web infrastructure they have there and actually do this. It's not just some some random guy with a phone and a, you know, a cell phone connection who happens to have these docs posting them. It sounds like there's more deep connections than just that. Yeah. And and there, this article is right. The Tennessee Star is right. They wouldn't put him in some kind of really well-known senator's office hmm. an unpopular senator well yeah. color me surprised that they would be using unethical tactics to nah. damage their opposition i can't believe it you're telling me that while they're smearing an innocent man as a gang rapist yeah, they are also yeah. unethically posting private information of their political opposition online shock i do wonder why he's getting charged with unlawful entry though Unlawful entry. Okay, so that would mean either being in a room he's not supposed to be in or perhaps unlawful oh, yeah. access to a computer that he's not supposed to have access to or both. Maybe he was he was given access, but then didn't want to throw anybody else under the bus. I don't know. Hmm. They probably had some agreement about what they were going to do if he got arrested. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, keep an eye on it. We'll see what maybe there's more to develop on this story. You want to talk about Roundhouse Kickman, Cuck Norris 2? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I already spoke a little bit about this on Friday. I don't need to go through the whole details, but to set the stage of how this story developed, in case people haven't seen it, it's been pretty popular on YouTube and the rest of the internet in the last few days. But there's a, there's some kind of pro-life rally on a Toronto street corner. It's not a lot of, it looks like mostly women there. There's some old people that are doing their pro-life rally. They got their signs, abortion is wrong, whatever. This hairdresser, this fancy guy in a purple hoodie comes up. His name's Jordan Hunt, and he's apparently mad He's pro-choice. He doesn't like that these women are doing this. He starts trying to grab their signs. He grabs markers and starts writing on their signs, starts writing on them, at which point the victim of the roundhouse kick starts recording him. And, um, I mean, what else is there to say? He just kicks her, I guess, right in the shoulder and knocks her phone away. This is how the original exchange went down. What? They actually filming. have people filming you the whole time. Cool. Classic. Kill what kind of Guess what? Hey. Destruction of private property. It's against the law. If somebody gets raped by somebody and they're like, I'm a 16 year old and I can't have this baby. Think you should keep it? It's a baby. Yeah. If someone was raped and she gave birth and she decided to kill her three year old child. Oh, I meant to get your phone. Someone call the cops. Do not touch me. Someone call the cops. I only meant to kick your phone. Now, I. I know we shouldn't be laughing at what is an assault. 
Uh, and I mentioned this in my video, but I have seen it probably 20 times now. I can't get over. I laugh every time I see him do a little wind up and the, the tongue stick out. It's just, it's so meme ready. And there, of course, were a million yeah. fantastic memes made of this. Mm. Now, since um, I last discussed this on Friday, I had a few people email this to me. So thank you for keeping me up to date on the story. It's actually surfaced that there was another very similar assault. Yeah. That apparently happened in August. There was a similar pro-life rally on some street corner and he rides his bike in and tries to shove some woman into a pole and harasses them and gets physical with them on very similar terms. This is what that looked like. You can see him coming in and just you pushing this lady around trying to steal her sign. need to see it one more time. Maybe. It's pretty quick. Did I miss it? Yeah, so see, it's hard to even see him, but... He's kind of right by this uh, bus bus uh, bench here, this bus station. He moves in. You'll see him kind of push push somebody, try to grab a sign right there, right in front of the truck. Anyway. Jeez, he really pushed that broad in front of the truck. It was and a then chick, he, right? I, I believe so. And then he just starts talking to the protesters about his world. Somebody else. You can get physical. You can, you can disagree with somebody's message. If you walk into the world and harass people, then you get harassed back. I got women talked about women's rights. Tried to take that away from you. Tried to take all your pamphlets away from you. Arguably, that is wrong. Yeah, I tried to knock your stupid billboard on the side. Okay. So if you don't want me to fuck with your stuff, why are you deciding to fuck with other people's choices? What? Hmm. So he's saying because they want to mess with women's right to choose in the abortion context, he is therefore justified in messing with them. That's some... Solid logic right there. I mean, to flip it on him, the guy who defends women's rights to choose actually wants them to get in line and gets physical with them if they don't. Why does this guy care anyway? He's clearly gay. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like he just want, has a desire to control women. <laughs> for some I don't reason. know. I guess I just don't get the white knighting if sex is not on the table. Uh, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, what would be the reward? Yeah. It's the um, virtue points, I guess. Yeah. Is that enough? I, su I suppose. I suppose. I understand the mentality of, of like the promise of sex. Like mm. I, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. It's still gross, but I yeah, get yeah, it. yeah. It's your point. the The incentive is not clear. The incentive is not clear beyond the political virtue, which I assume is what he's going for. Uh, the question that was unanswered last I spoke about this is: Would he, in fact, be arrested? And the victim, actually, at the scene of the the original kicking that we viewed, the one that happened last weekend on Sunday said that the police were kind of dismissive with her, that they had basically told her, what can we do about it? There's nothing we can do. Well, police did actually look into it and decided there is something that they can do. Hunt turned himself into police on Saturday. He's now charged with eight counts of assault and oh. seven counts of mischief. There's an additional count for that previous. Uh, mischief? Yeah. Some kind of mischief crime. That just sounds like an adorable charge. I don't like yeah. that at all. Well, he, he's, yeah, it's a, it's a fitting charge for that fancy little man <laughs> and his mischief. He got another assault charge related to that August event, though, where he, okay. yeah, where he was uh, doing much the same thing. Um, I, maybe I missed it in this article, or maybe it's not in here, but I'm not clear on what actual punishment he faces right now. Uh, so he, but he is facing... You know, a lot of uh, a lot of charges uh, for for what's happened here. So uh, good. You know, I worry that these things, uh, you know, assaults and things like this are are they happen? What we, I guess, what we have to ask for is that they're prosecuted when they do happen. And too often, it seems like a lot of these uh, 
these types of attacks or instances, um, especially in, I don't know how it works in Canada, but in the US, we've seen plenty of examples of these people getting getting away or getting really minimal punishment, like Eric Clanton, the Antifa bike lock professor, yeah, was it, it who got probation. Probation, that's what yeah. it was, yeah. So it seems like oftentimes there's been a lot of political lenience if the attackers have the right politics. And for once, you know, I, again, I don't know what the punishment will be. I don't know what the court will say in terms of the actual decision here. But at least there is uh, prosecution being pursued. I'm glad to see that. I have to read what somebody has put in the live chat. Dangerous Spaces just said he's facing additional charges charges for tomfoolery and shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. Those are, those are good. Uh, yeah. Maybe they have laws against that in Canada. I don't know. You guys are funny. Good live chat tonight. But we'll have to see uh, what happens with Mr. Hunt. Oh, and I did mention this in my video, this this Jordan Hunt Twitter account. At the time, I thought it might be real. Then I made the video and it was Fake. clear that it had come out as parody. And so if you do see it around, uh, understand that is parody, the account that's claiming to you be him. You qualify that a lot in your video. That was it's very decision. good parody. It's yeah. it's fun. It's a fun account to look at and follow. Because whoever's running it is very good at making his tweets believable, yet still yeah. inflammatory. He's yeah. good at soliciting the rage. But the, you notice the shift in tone after the incident. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got to credit, you know, there were plenty of other people in the, in the comments noting those same things. So I'm glad to see that plenty of people rage, you know, plenty of people were raging at that account, but plenty of people were being little bit appropriately critical and wondering is this actually the guy and so people were able to identify some of those red flags it's good for them let's do a few super chats and then okay do our last few topics um yeah. jjjnnn says might have to move to seattle for work any suggestions mm. where i should look for apartments blonde oh man um i don't know if you're gonna live downtown magnolia is expensive but it's it's one of the better areas. I like Upper Queen Anne. Um, and then there's some places on the east side. Like if you move to Redmond, which is quite quite a commute, but you'll be in a more more conservative area. I'm sorry, dude. That sucks. Um, thank you, though. And <laughs> Zach, congrats on the job, by the way. I don't want to be <laughs> don't want to be totally pessimistic. It's not so bad. Um, even though I built a channel talking about how much it sucks. Mm. Zach says, do you guys think Brett confirmation, the Brett confirmation marks a change in the uh, Democrat party from authoritarian to not twats liberalism, or do you think they have so much TDS? Maybe. Trump derangement syndrome. Ah, they just double down for the 10th time. I, I, it seems to me that the core of this party is incapable of introspection, but I do think right. every one of these episodes sheds a few more. I don't think this is a party that's gaining momentum. I don't think it's going to be enough to shriek no, at Trump. No, it's not. I mean, I think that they're going to continue double da doubling down because like you said, uh, as these things happen, people just flee. And I think that at this point, most rational people have left the left. They're looking around. They're like, what? This isn't what I signed up for. You people are crazy. Yeah. If they're, if they're hanging on at this point in time. Like, I got to think that there's something wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I've, it's so clear to me, as I mentioned earlier, it's like the, uh, there are outcomes that I want. There are policies I'd like to pursue, but ultimately it's faith in the system. I, I, I want to see the system preserved. They don't. And as long as that is the case, we're going to have serious, serious conflict. Yep. Hmm. Well, Andrew, if this whole Kavanaugh mess hasn't opened the eyes of people who don't see the rampant anti-white racism going on, I don't know how much more overt it has to become. I mean, I think for people to see that, uh, there's going to have to be widespread violence against white people. Hmm. I, I, I mean, 
at this well, that, point in time, if you don't if you don't see the anti-white narrative, like I, I can't help you see it. You just refuse yeah. to see it. And to the question earlier about where do you go from here in terms of uh, inflammatory allegations you can throw at a person, whether it's you know rapist, pedophile, or whatever. The, the other answer too, and it, it applies to this anti-white racism stuff, is there aren't too many steps you can go further until violence is the the step that you take. Yeah, we're, we're close again. I'm saying that I speculate people are going to be violent. Not that I'm advocating offensive violence. I ever would. Doesn't matter. I don't qualify everything. <laughs> uh, Raggle Fraggle, you guys should dress as ghosts with white party hats for your Halloween party. And don't forget oh. to flash that okay sign to let everyone know that you're friendly ghosts. We will do that. Actually, that might be interesting to do. To do ghost costumes that are as close as you could possibly get. Nine. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. If we're going to yeah. like go really controversial, then we should just do Hitler and Eva. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then we'll be, uh, it's like Prince Harry. They always still rip him for his Hitler costume like 10 but years ago. But we've already destroyed More our lives. That. Yeah. So does it really matter that much? Mm. Um, I don't want my kids to see that. Though. Uh, <laughs> Dan Lopez, Democrats haven't been so quick to abandon the concept of innocent until proven guilty until they threw 120,000 Japanese American citizens into literal concentration camps that is right they, they did that's that. true i do remember that particular episode of history uh boogeyman 917 gotta love these male feminists and how they show their support for females yeah it's really queer rainier chen hi guys so happy with how things are going this week but i'll be happier if a witness a tampering investigation and perjury charges are pressed against ford have fun i really hope that happens but i just don't i just don't think it's going to i mean there has to be some kind of disincentive for future acts of a similar nature. Like people are yeah. looking at this now. I saw the quartering say this, but he's like people that are three months behind the, on their mortgage are looking at this and saying like, oh, if I can accuse somebody of something, I can get a pretty big payout. Sure. I mean, th there's a huge financial incentive to do stuff like this. There has to be something. They've got to do something. Hmm. I've heard uh, chatter about prospective investigations into some of this stuff coming out of Congress. And I do... I think circumstantially, there's reason to believe that there might have been some malicious intent behind this. The other side of it is, honestly, I am so damn tired of the government investigating itself over and over and over again. It's like, this is why we need a very limited federal government. We don't need to be paying tax dollars into a government to keep investigating itself, uh, you know, forever i don't want to be paying for this i don't want that system i just want to be done i can understand both arguments to be honest um economic wrong thing crapped open a cold one as soon as i heard kavanaugh was confirmed in solidarity with bread <laughs> mm, nice steward kazen halloween ideas one toad and stormy daniels two dead mm. anthony bourdain and asia Argento. whoa oh. that's the a spicy, spicy one like that's it. a yeah uh, three, Big Eye Ocasio-Cortez and DUI Beto O'Rourke. Four, <laughs> SUV Cliff Riders. I like that one, too. Like Save this too. super chat. Copy. And, those are, these are okay. good ideas. Copy and paste this one into our notes. I will. Um, yeah. And then four is is Cliff Divers. And we did think about that. Yes. Uh, with, like, little six little black cabbage patch dolls. Yeah. Yeah. That's also probably too spicy. I don't know. Uh I gotta admit, uh, DUI Beto and uh, and Big Eye Ocasio. How would I even do that? Yeah, I just I don't, don't have the appropriate horse mouth to pull that one off. That's true. You'd have to. It would be more about facial expressions than actual costuming, and you have to have that big mouth, and you just I have to say, I, "I am not the expert on any of this." 
Uh, but rich people need to pay their fair share. That's, that's You're better at it than I am. Uh, thank you for that, Stuart. We'll, we'll take that in mind. Economic wrong think. Also, what the fuck? I love Lindsey Graham now. I know, right? Uh, Rick Morana says, hashtag CAGS for Kavanaugh. Miles Kinslow. Hey, guys, do you think Trump will ever do a live stream with a YouTuber? Can't imagine the number of Super Chats. Love the show. Oh, That'd my God. Sweet. I would be so happy. If Trump went on like Rogan's show, oh, my God, it'd be so awesome. Oh, I would mm. die. I would just yeah. be so happy. Um, it'd be, I think it'd be a smart move. Yeah. It'd bolster all, all media. Harv Prentice, uh, Murkowski is the one who who was pictured being cornered by Feinstein, and she flips her vote. Investigate yeah. that old hag Feinstein. That picture is incredible. You saw yeah. it, right? Oh, yeah, like, where she's got like her she arm against the wall, and yeah. she's kind of leaning into her. Yeah. Got her cornered in the Either Senate she was hallway. threatening her or she just couldn't stand up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, what, you, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Could be either. Yama Fego says, here's a tongue twister for you. Say wristwatch wedding ring. Wasn't that wristwatch funny? wedding ring. There must be a gag here that I don't get. Yeah. Hmm. We just said something weird, didn't we? I guess it's going to so, take probably. us the entire show to figure it out. Uh, Travis Kelly. Uh, Manton just wants to keep his job. West Virginia was Democrat run for like 80 years. And we're, we are the last in the union and everything. In recent years, we've been trending red. I'm still not voting for him. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how that happened. Well, Manchin's in a tough spot. I saw McConnell saying they're still going to challenge him next time around. The GOP will still challenge him. So he's going to be hated by the Democrats. He, they're they're going to rage at him thoroughly. And I mean, maybe he would switch parties. Maybe he'd just go independent or go over to the GOP or something like that. But I don't know. Even in um, in maybe it'll play better in West Virginia. All I know is like to the Democratic core, voting for Kavanaugh is a disqualifier. That's why you saw none of them jump shift. Even Heidi Heidkamp didn't. John Tester here in Montana didn't. Claire McCaskill yeah. didn't. All of these people are facing tough reelection campaigns, and they still towed the leftist party they did. line. They did. Yeah. Uh, let's do a few more. Stedman, Wellis, roses are red, violets are blue. You may be a Nazi, but no hit piece for you. Oh, well, thank you for the poetry, though. I appreciate that. I demand an FBI investigation into this. Thank you, Stedman. Yeah. Gabriel Lopez, our resident faggot. Great numbers today. I expect much more to come. Love from Brazil, as always. Yes, we hit 4,300. Holy uh, cow, really? Which I believe is an all-time record. That's I think be it went record. down a little bit with my shitting on Jordan Peterson. Oh, everyone got mad. I saw some some J Jordan Peterson bootlickers in the live chat, but I don't think it's that high now. Let me know how many people are watching in the live chat. No, uh, thank don't. You. Then you'll get nervous. Eh. Maddington says, worst thing the Dems could have is a confirmation so close, uh, 50-48. That means red state Dems up for re-election are on record and will have more GOP seats to confirm mm. the future justice. Uh, yeah. Much easier. Yeah, I don't think they thought this through. Oh, wow, we're still at 4,300. I guess I didn't wow. piss off that many people. Um, thank you, Maddington. That's, that's definitely true. And as far as the lack of foresight on the left, I mean, I don't know how they, they couldn't have thought that this was going to backfire spectacularly. It's like you people are idiots, idiots. Mm. All right. Two more right now. Uh, Alan post 17. I'm very worried about Kavanaugh's kids. You know, some leftist kids are going to bully them at school. Also, I bet Nancy Pelosi got aroused by Kavanaugh crying. Crip keeper looking cunt that she is mm. gross. Nancy Pelosi aroused. Uh, last one for right now. <laughs> Neo Unrealist, Christine Ford's lawyer, Michael Bromwich, is that how you say it? Bromwich is Andrew McCabe's lawyer, best friends and oh. FBI agent, Monica McLean's lawyer, David Lofman is Peter Strzok's some, partner in Clinton email interview. Deep there State are some office. connections. There yeah. are some connections. And I heard that like her dad was in the CIA. I read some other stuff. I'm like, mm. at this point in time, I'm going to fit my little tinfoiled hat on. I, I just, 
I just think that she got paid. I think that this was all carefully devised. I think this was the October surprise. Um, I'm not buying any of it. I'm going to, I'm going to get through some uh, streamlabs real quick. I just got three uh, streamlabs up and running if people are interested in that. But Rich Ben says, great show. Wondering why I can't send super chats anymore. I don't know. Uh, super chat definitely censors some terms, but I've not heard of anybody being blocked from sending them. So I don't know, but Streamlabs is always available and maybe a better alternative, to be honest. So thanks for supporting the show, Rich Ben. Wish I had an answer for you. Matt Daith says, uh, Heaven knows no rage like love turned to hate. Amazed to see the left found the line Lindsay, found a line Lindsey Graham won't cross. Uh, won't cross. Godspeed. Um, uh, oh, Godspeed woke senator. Sorry. Uh, Streamlabs like cuts up the super chat kind of weird. So it's hard to read sometimes. Uh, last one for now. Quebec says the dark web intellectuals have been subverted. As soon as you're promoted by mainstream media, you know, the fix is in targeting uh, gatekeepers like Ruben Rogan and thought leaders like the other goofs listed is a common strategy frame game. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess maybe I'm less surprised to see the more left wing end of the so-called IDW a little more critical of Kavanaugh. Uh, but there's no shortage of people saying submit to the mob. I thought the IDW would be more united against mob mentality and mob demands than they appear to be in this particular instance. So, And then I saw some other tweet. I don't know if it was from Eric. I, it wasn't, I don't think it was Brett and it wasn't Jordan Peterson that said like, you know, all the thoughtful intellectuals or something like that believe that something along those lines i don't want to misrepresent what they said hmm. that sounds like a sam harris take but i don't want to assign it to maybe him. it was sam harris yeah. let me know in the live chat mm. but it's just like i know sam harris was very critical of kavanaugh as well and him and shapiro Ugh. have been going back and forth on that ben shapiro really i i gotta give credit when credit's due ben shapiro responded to peterson and was like nah brah like no hmm. he sometimes he really pulls through yeah yeah he uh and he did i was worried at first because he was describing when the story first came out when it was first published ben was saying ford's story was credible and we'll have to wait yeah. to see more and i thought ah oh, crap it's gonna be another michelle fields real back, real, but as real soon, quick. yeah like the next day he started to wake up to what was really going on here so you know, to the extent that Ben gets ripped around here sometimes, I feel like you got to give credit where due in that scenario too, especially because the context in which we, or specifically you rip him a lot is white knighting aggressively. Right. And he was, he was totally right about this. And people like Scott Adams also got on Jordan Peterson. Owen um, Benjamin has done two very long streams about it. Excellent streams where he's very enraged. Streams about just the Peterson tweets. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Wow. That's, I mean, he, Peterson, I've learned a lot from Peterson. I've, I've given him a lot of my money and my time and seeing something like this that I believe fundamentally betrays everything that he stands for is deeply shocking to me. It's not just mm. like one thing that he said. It's a betrayal of everything that he's taught me. And so I'm, I'm taking like personal offense to this. I think a lot of people are, people are really pissed. It is. It's one thing that's tough for me to reconcile in my mind is that it is inconsistent with the very reason that I know who he is. And the exactly. reason that quite frankly, I have loved him over the last couple of years is cause like, right. dude, you were the one guy when everybody's caving to the mobs, you're the one guy that's like, you had the courage to say no. What is he famous for? But for saying no to people right. that demanded that he say yes. Exactly. He said no, yep. no, I'm not going to exactly. do that. Exactly. And um, the, the tweet was from Eric Weinstein this is unrelated comment in the live chat uh hmm. quote i i'm not sure but I'm, I'm reading this in the live chat this position is held in varying forms by nearly everyone thoughtful with whom i'm speaking and this is hmm. my problem with sam harris sometimes jordan peterson and the weinstein brothers like i'm not going to be treated like i'm some kind of anti-intellectual because i think that your position is incorrect and there are some things as somebody who 
is a compromising person and is often criticized for sometimes being too compromising. There are some things I believe in that are not to be compromised. Presumption of innocence and due process being one of them. And so I don't think it's extremist or partisan to be firmly in the Kavanaugh camp, not because I love Kavanaugh the guy, but because the principle on which I defend him is not up for debate. And if you think that it is, we can't share a country. It is that simple. Good to hear you say that. Mm. All right, back to the show. Okay. Is that the last uh, stream left? Yes. So let's uh, let's hop into the uh, the exposure of the so-called grievance studies. Uh, these fake or hoax papers submitted to, I guess, gender studies paper, uh, gender studies journals, or various like you know, just these social justice degree type journals, racial studies, anything ending in studies, gender studies, <laughs> women's studies. Yeah. So what happened here is these three people got together. They're all pictured here in the article. Uh, This is Helen Pluckrose, James A. Lindsay, and Peter Bogosian. Pluckrose is the editor of ARIO magazine, which is where where their findings were published here. Lindsay is a writer with a math doctorate, and Bogosian, as we mentioned earlier, is a philosophy professor at Portland State. And the idea behind their experiment here is they worry that a lot of these grievance studies disciplines are basically uh, politicized echo chambers, which are not academically rigorous rigorous and driven by dogma and ideology as opposed to objective fact-finding and a search for the truth. I think any reasonable observer could probably have been able to tell that without uh, going as far as they did, but I'm glad that they have gone as far as they did because the results are informative and funny. They wrote 20 papers and submitted them to these grievance studies journals. Seven were accepted. Four were published online. Three are awaiting publication. Seven more are still under consideration. Only six of their 20 were disqualified for flaws. Incredible. Wow. Okay. Uh, one paper about rape culture in Portland dog parks ga- gained recognition for ec- recognition for excellence in the journal Gender, Place, and Culture. We'll see. We'll hear about this yeah. in the video shortly. But the idea here is that dogs humping each other in dog parks is uh, it contributes to rape culture and toxic masculinity and all that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One uh, one of these accepted articles was basically feminist mind conf. <laughs> it was titled Our Struggle is My Struggle Solidarity Solidarity Feminism as an Intersectional Reply to Neoliberal and Choice Feminism. So it's the idea here is it's just basically a section of Mein Kampf rewritten with intersectional buzzwords as opposed to uh, you know talking about the Jews and stuff like that. <laughs> now interestingly on that concept not only does it is it uh, damning in terms of what the the academic discipline is willing to accept as quality work. But think about what that says for plagiarism as well. The idea that you could just repurpose work and change some words and have it be accepted. There are tons of programs where you can just put documents in and see if they plagiarize any existing literature online. When I was in um, school, all the professors used that. They'd just, you know, they'd copy paste, uh, you know, portions or all of your paper and see if it was taken from somewhere. Um, now many of these papers advocated highly, so they didn't just observe things about the world. They actually made recommendations or advocated things advocating highly dubious ethics, including training men like dogs in the dog park piece, punishing white male college students for historical slavery by asking them to sit in silence in the floor in chains during class and to be expected to learn from the discomfort. Uh, or the, this is in their progressive stack article celebrating morbid obesity as a healthy life choice in their fat bodybuilding article, 
treating privately conducted masturbation as a form of sexual violence against women. So the idea here, this article that they wrote was that if you, you know, if you are, are, are touching yourself while thinking about somebody else, that that is in fact an aggression or a sexual assault against that person that you're thinking about, even oh if they don't God. know that you were thinking about them. Oh my God. Thought and crime, pro- literal thought crime. And programming super intelligent AI with irrational and ideological nonsense before letting it rule the world. This was in an article titled Feminist AI. Here's a, here's a short uh, section of the video that they released uh, with, their, with their paper or with their findings in this ARIO magazine as well. Here's uh, what they had to say about their, about their project. The dog park paper has been accepted. They don't know. We're about to tell them. I have now closely considered the revisions of your manuscript, Dog Park, and, <laughs> and will recommend its publication in Gender, Place, and Culture. You have done very good work to address the issues your viewers raised and have clarified your arguments. Since approximately June of 2017, I, along with two other concerned academics, Peter Bergoshin and Helen Pluckrose, have been writing intentionally broken academic papers and submitting them to highly respected journals in fields that study gender, race, sexuality, and similar topics. We did this to expose a political corruption that's taken hold of the university. By this point, several of these papers have been accepted in highly respected journals, and one that claims that dog-humping incidents can be taken as evidence of rape culture has been officially honored as excellent scholarship. The reviewers are worried that we didn't respect the dog's privacy. <laughs> But don't let that lead you to believe that we're not addressing a serious problem. A culture has developed in which only certain conclusions are allowed, like those that make whiteness and masculinity problematic. The fields we're concerned about put social grievances ahead of objective truth. So as a simple summary, we call the problem grievance studies. What appears beyond dispute is that making absurd and horrible ideas sufficiently politically fashionable can get them validated at the highest levels of academic grievance studies. We rewrote a section of Mein Kampf as intersectional feminism and this journal has accepted it. Social work. <laughs> so oh good for God. them. That's amazing. This kind of high level trolling is what we all need to be doing. Um, you know, like the 4chan Avenatti claim, what you did with Sarah Harbour, things like that. This is how we show them the absurdity of their own stance. Yeah, yeah. The 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 fact that they're driven by pre um you know, pre conclusions basically and yeah. uh, preconceived ideas exactly. as opposed to um, objectivity, the rigor of the process, those sorts yep. of things. But this is this is nothing new. I mean, it, it manifests itself in their politics in addition to their academics. They're driven by the outcome, not the process. They care about what the end conclusion is, not the process by which you reach the conclusion. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So in terms of journalism, you know, I, I encourage the audience, anytime you see an article that's like, do you have more information on, you know, this weird grievance or sexual assault claims against somebody like Brett Kavanaugh, you know, write something that is false but somewhat plausible and see if, if it goes through. Because very yeah. often we're seeing these people do absolutely no, like no baseline vetting. Nothing yeah. at all. Like Sarah Harvard just tweeted that out without yeah. looking into the story at all. Sure. And to be clear, I don't advocate like just trying to sell any reporter a false story unsolicited, but they have I, to be asking for it. I right. Think. Like Sarah Harvard asked for it. There was a Huffington Post reporter asking for it this week. Have you have you been toxically masculine in your life before? Send me your story. I was yeah. tweeting about that. It's so a really they, great opportunity for yeah. us to do some trolling that 
that is effective, very, yeah. very effective. This it's is like, such right, great work for these professors. Good for them. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I, I, I did look into this BuzzFeed piece that was talking about what critics say about the big new hoax on gender studies. I love the second paragraph here. The field's defenders, the grievance studies uh, field's defenders say that the hoax illustrates a far broader problem that many disciplines are peppered with shoddy scholarship. And even the authors say their stunt doesn't make conclusions about gender politics per se. So their defense is, well, I, really all of college disciplines are shit. I mean, sure, <laughs> we're shit. Yeah. But aren't they all Aren't they yeah, all like gender studies is mm. somehow equally as valid as like, I don't know, engineering. Sure. That's yeah. so absurd to me. Yeah, it was a, it was a funny response. Um, but yeah, I hope, uh, I hope that efforts similar to this continue and I appreciate what they've done. And um, I don't know. I mean, I appreciated the comedy that resulted in addition to the very serious themes. So good for them. Yep. Are you ready for that time? I guess so. All right. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? In Hardin County, Kentucky, an Applebee's waitress says that instead of a tip, a customer left her a racist note on a napkin that says, we don't tip black people. Really? This story is uh, as reported by the waitress's mom, Regina Boone, who is a teacher and president of the teachers union at this particular area in Kentucky. Mom posted this picture to Facebook saying, you think racism does not exist? It does! Exclamation point. And this is why we kneel. This is why we kneel is because of the napkin that her Applebee's waitress daughter received uh the local news station went down to this mom's home to see what she had to say about this allegedly horrible treatment of her daughter at the restaurant this is how that went we don't tip black people written on the back of a paper napkin it could have easily been missed and thrown away unfortunately for radcliffe Applebee's server jasmine brewer the message was received loud and clear i can't believe somebody took the time to actually write a note like that nor can I. Me neither, bro. took time to write a note that says, we don't tip black people, but you couldn't take a second to say hello or thank you. Brewer's mother, Regina Boone, <laughs> posted a picture of the hateful message to Facebook on September 19th with a passionate message. I don't accept or tolerate disrespect. I'm furious, but I know there is a God in heaven who sits high and looks low. Racial and social justice. The post has since been shared hundreds uh, of times with hundreds of comments Rachel condemning so the two shit. men and two women who left the note behind. Boone says her daughter described the people as well-dressed, but they seemed very unhappy, like they had just come from a funeral. She didn't realize until later they were unhappy with the color of her skin. Social oh. media outrage prompted people to send Jasmine the tip she should have received that night. So far, supporters oh, have given her $175. What does this say about people? What it says is there's good in this world. Not everyone believes that racism, not everyone sees color as the first thing that they see when they meet someone. Hmm. Okay, well, I, the first thing I would like to observe is how this horribly oppressed woman has an Apple Watch and granite countertops. Good for you. Oh, yeah. I yeah. see that racism has really kept you down. That oppression. Yes. Um, 
Now, as with a lot of these cases, can I prove that it is a hoax? No, I can't. And I think that's by design. Um, but some things to consider. Does the story make sense? And by that, I mean, I'm supposed to believe that people won't tip black people and write explicitly, I will not tip black people on account of how much I hate them. Yet I will sit down at a table served by a black woman for the duration of my meal. I will not leave. I will not request a different server. I will, in fact, endure this horrible African-American served meal. But then I will make my hatred known once the meal has concluded. Now, to the mom's point, you can't even spare time to say hello or thank you. How is it possible that a meal was served without any kind of exchange between the people? I'm highly skeptical that she knows that hello or thank you were not, in fact, stated (laughs) at this alleged dinner exchange. Um, Second question, why no identification of the people who did it? I guarantee, at least I'm highly confident, that there are security cameras at this particular Applebee's establishment. They were just sour-faced white people. Who came from a funeral. And what she didn't know was they they weren't sad about the dead person. They were sad about the color of her skin. Okay. A truly racist person is either going to leave or is just going to not tip them and not leave a note. Yes, I agree. It, it, to say that I don't tip on account of the color of your skin it just doesn't make any sense. Why? Um, this, I get, it, this is like the Starbucks, Starbucks situation that we talked about earlier where those guys got kicked out for not buying anything and trying to use the bathroom or whatever. There is security footage there. It's not being released for whatever reason. There is footage that could explain if this happened or not. And if it happened, if it shows the people writing the note, I'll go, huh, eat my words. I eat crow. I was wrong. I'll even I'll give her the tip that she's earned. By the way, pretty small haul. You know, these GoFundMes, I couldn't find her GoFundMe. I don't know how she got this $175. But that's a pretty small haul as far as these. Yeah, but she gets all, all those sweet, sweet virtue points. I suppose so. And everybody be like being like, oh my God, you're such a good person. How can anybody say this to you? And she's like, I am a good person. Now the Other thing to consider here, this doesn't mean that this one is a hoax necessarily just because it fits the mold, but it does fit the mold. As we mentioned earlier, here's the case that we covered from earlier in July. Texas waiter faked, we don't tip terrorists, note on receipt, restaurant says. This has been a recurring theme. These servers write these fake notes on their their receipts as a means to generate sympathy and earn money. And we've seen this process repeated time and time again. So I guess, you know... if even though I can't say with certainty, this is a hoax. I am frustrated that in a climate in which this is a repeated hoax tactic that everybody just buys onto this and says, yeah, I believe that uncritically that definitely happened. Nope. Hmm. Nope. 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 We have had two real hoax hates though. The ones I remember are the weird, like ransom note on the church door in Virginia. And then the iron cross one at the, at the synagogue, the really well done Nazi stuff at the yeah. synagogue in Indiana. Yeah. So anyway, and that's no, all I got. Fund me, no funds for either of those. Well, yeah. Yeah. That was the red flag. Now to, to be to give as much credit to this story as possible. Although the church in Virginia did raise a lot of money off theirs, but the one in Indiana did not have a GoFundMe. You're right. In this case, she is raising money, but I haven't been able to find a GoFundMe. I haven't been able to find a public place to give her money. But she is getting money. Why is her mom doing all the work? That's another question to ask. I don't understand that either. You're a grown-ass woman. I guess so. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. It's about time to to round it out if you're ready to close out with Super Chat and get out of here. Sure. Uh, William Buffington, no, no. Thank you, sir. 
L. Jeffy says, Amy Schumer is a real Rosa Parks, more like Rosa Porks. <laughs> El Jefe. El Jefe. You got to oh, pronounce Jefe. it in the Spanish way. Anyway, wow, here's, your Rosa, here's your Rosa Porks rim shot. Thank you, sir. That was, that was good. I like it. Um, we got John Martin with his big donation. Thank you, sir. Uh, Joel Cruz. No, no. Thank you, sir. Uh, Redicus. I fucking hate this 2% of rape accusations are false. The number is unsubstantiated. Claim is 30% and false claims are 5 to 8%. So yeah. the false rape rate is between 8 and 38%. That is like an impossible number to prove. I, it's, yeah, it's the same measures, the same statistics they claim with X amount of rapes go unreported or whatever. Like, yeah. if they're not reported, okay. how are you how counting them? How could you possibly them? know that? Um, Joseph Shook, I hate when people complain that small states just have just as much representation as big states in the Senate. Has nobody heard of the House of Representatives? What, why are we even having this conversation? I hear yeah, the you. whole point is minimizing, mitigating the prospect for tyranny of the majority. We don't have a pure democracy for that very reason, nor yeah. should we have one. Maybe I'll make a video about it this week. I hate that sometimes you have to make a video explaining why our institutions are structured the way they are when that I should know. be like high school civics level stuff. But apparently that's not what they're a, teaching in high school civics these days. Yeah, right? maybe not. Um, Jeer Jones, we should stop saying there's zero evidence. First person witness testimony is evidence. It isn't proof, but it is evidence. For the record, I believe Kavanaugh is innocent. Love you guys. Um, first person witness he's, testimony. He's saying that the, the Ford testimony is itself evidence. I mean, if I want to be specific, what you mean is evidence to corroborate the claim. Yeah. Okay. But that's that's what I think people mean. Do I think that... Another way to put it would be, do I consider testimony alone sufficient evidence? No, I don't. Not one person's claim to a fact. No. Right. So I don't have a problem with people saying zero evidence because I understand what they, what mean. they mean. Zero evidence yeah. to support the claim. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Mr. Jones. Uh, Redica says, this is what a beta male looks like. What does low T look like? Purple hair and black lives. <laughs> Boogeyman 917. How dare you talk to a woman like that? We want to be treated equally. Believe women. So which is it? Be treated the same as a man or be treated as a special class of people? Hmm. Um, how, yeah, that's dare really, that's how absolutely dare you, uh, what, do, what do women want here? What's the end game? What do what do women want? Yeah, I mean, they what's just the want plan to here? be. They want to win and never be criticized or have to have their ideas challenged. Yeah, and but, when I say women, I don't want to go their route. I mean, women of this perspective, because they they're the ones who like to lump all women in one political perspective. They're the but ones. But they have that. to see that the only way to do this is to emasculate the native male population. Yeah, and that has huge consequences. But yeah, I guess including the erosion of their own happiness. Yeah, but these women but, are already unhappy. Hmm. Like losing male attention is not going to affect their net level of happiness at this point. Hmm. Um, Philip Smolin, Halloween blonde is Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Matt is a hmm. corpse version of his favorite current Supreme Court justice. You should go as Ruth Bader. <laughs> so I go as dead RBG and you go as uh, new justice. I uh, like it. What is it? ACB? Should, uh, ACB replaces RGB? Or, Maybe yeah. we'll see about that. RBG? RBG. Um, WR Thrash says, is that right? I don't know. I don't, I'm sorry if I screwed that up too. So who do you think is behind all these protests? What all these dumbasses just happened to show up when and where they did? This is orchestrated by several DNC factions. Let's go to war if necessary. I think that a lot of this was Soros funded. And I was so glad to hear Trump talk about that this week. Too. Yeah, and they're ripping him because they say he's saying this with zero evidence. Well, that's bullshit. The Open Society Foundation gives tons of money. They funded the data and society reports yeah. that, that slandered all of us. Now, admittedly, admittedly, to their point, I don't know who specifically is doing this. I have, I've had some people emailing me um, talking about how certain student groups have been given incentives to do this sort of stuff or paid incentives and those sorts of things. All I'm saying is 
I don't buy that that is 100% an organic uprising. I think that some of it is organic mental derangement and some of it is people who are being paid. Two of the elevator broads were confirmed. That's uh, true. The people who confronted Flake, one of them directs a, a nonprofit organization, which yeah. has a lot of Soros funded. It's not Soros funding. It's not exclusively Soros funded, but has a lot of Soros money. Yeah. Um, Eric Ray, I never knew there was a shrill old hag leptics exemption for perjury or conspiracy. Wow. <laughs> Cloud Nine Ninja. Matt, stop waffling. Uh, this is why you haven't had a hit piece yet. Excuse me. Uh, well, I need, what am I waffling on, though? Because I think I don't think I waffle on things that are foundational and crucial. None of this BS radical centrist nonsense. Peterson has become controlled opposition and it's freaking sad. Rep by CAA inventors of Me Too. Isn't that his, um, his, what is the word I'm looking for? He has like an agent. There it is. An agency, mm. like a Hollywood I've, agency. I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. I did hear Owen Benjamin talking about that. Um, thank you, sir. Clow or uh, Hassan Chop. There are several right-wing folks I was all in on 18 months ago, but seem to have gone mental and I can no longer support. You guys still rock. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I hope we, we don't try. go mental, but, you know, we, try. we um, might. Redicus says, Crowder's skit on accusations was perfect. Atticus Finch being railroaded. I saw that. I was laughing my ass off. Hmm. Good for Crowder. You know, I have stuck around with him for a really long time. Really long time. I did watch, uh, as people mentioned on Wednesday, his, his, uh, changed my mind about rape culture at TCU. Oh my that's, that's God. That's must watch. It? Although you might have a heart attack with rage. I could. It, it was fantastic it. viewing. That chick is, is mentally ill. She, I think she is mentally ill. I'm not a professional. I probably shouldn't diagnose people, uh, from so my histrionic. YouTube channel, but I swear to God, just gut level layman observation, mental illness. Uh, William Buffington, I'm totally off the Peterson train. He's a lefty trying to control the young right through his cult of personality. Hmm. Owen Benjamin claims he's repped by the same agency that created the Me Too movement. William, I am with you. And I encourage everybody to watch Owen's videos about this. He has a 30-minute one and a two-hour stream where he talked about it at length. And Owen was a huge, huge Peterson fan. I think that they may have been personal friends. And uh, he's just totally turned off by this. And, and you know, I'd like to reiterate that this is not the only thing that he has done. If this was like a sole offense, I'd be like, all right, whatever. But it was also, you know, his treatment of Faith Goldie that really pissed me off. He's done. A I whole do remember that. Stuff. Yeah. And, and that was like the first thing I was like, I don't know about this. And now I just feel like he's totally sold out. I can't listen to him. I'm sorry. Uh, Kent Pittsburgh. Using Super Chat as a diary in case of future allegations. Dear diary, this week I went to zero parties, went to dinner with my family, was alone in my room with zero women, sexually assaulted zero women. Not going to exonerate you, bro. They're coming for you next. Good idea, though. It's better than nothing. <laughs> Liberative, I'd like to take a moment to give a hearty recognition of sleeper agent Michael Avenatti's role in publishing mm. Scope Creep into absurd, the absurd for the Kavanaugh hit job. If it had just been Ford, he wouldn't be on the court. You know, that's, I think that's definitely true. They like really shot their wad with this one. And it was just such a ridiculous claim that they should have uh, disavowed. Like if the left would have disavowed this one chick, I think that, that he might not have been confirmed. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, it certainly didn't help their case. It certainly didn't help their case. I hate to have to hustle us along, but we're probably gonna have to move along. Here. Um, okay. <laughs> thank I'm you. And thank you. Liberty. My spot. Cause my throat's getting sore. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Gregg, Matt and I once made love. He finished, he finished me off like a roundhouse kick to the head. Oh, good for you. Thank you. Um, I can read a few if you if you need oh, yeah. or keep going. Okay. Matt shoots says, uh, Matt, can I email you questions? I think this might be the same one from before. 
Email uh, questions for the story I'm writing. I promise to brand you a Nazi, get you the political heat piece scoreboard. I got your back. Of course, you can. anybody can always email you. It's Matthew L. Christensen at gmail.com. Unless you want to complain about Blonde. Then it's Blonde in the Belly of the Beast at gmail.com. And I won't read it. So <laughs> PFAB says for Starbucks. Well, I appreciate it, but I'm definitely not going to Starbucks. Absolutely not. Thank you. Uh, Sinak eight. Do you think that they are going? Do you think that they are going to extend the Russian investigation to 2020 so they will uh, make the topic uh, so that they will make a topic of you shouldn't be in an an election if you are under investigation? Yeah, they probably will. Although that same that same logic would have worked against Hillary in 2016. That would have disqualified her. But of course, they don't care about that. Yep. Kyle Dunlap, active duty soldier here. Well, thanks for serving. Y'all are helping me get through a CQ 24 hour shift. Matt and I once made love. No clever jokes. Just that sweet, (laughs) sweet butt stuff. Thank you. (laughs) Matthew Vicari, thanks for giving Senator Cassidy airtime. Someone has to make Louisiana look good because the Tigers sure as hell won't. Bummer about those LSU Tigers. I've not followed. Is that a sports uh, team? Yeah, I was talking about the football team in Louisiana, I suppose. Uh, Dre, Drea East Coast. Did you guys see slightly offensive have their third three k a $3,000 camera destroyed by SJWs at USC during the Shapiro event? I've not seen that. I'll have to check Is it out. I did. It must be because Shapiro was yeah. at USC Friday night, Thursday night. I saw um, Flackish was there and had another hilarious video result you should check oh, that really out, out yeah it, it was awesome there's a lot of uh, meme level sjw's he talks to uh Redicus says isn't sheila jackson lee that crazy cowboy hat lady no that's not sheila jackson lee i forget what that lady's name is yeah, remember democratic rep from texas she's the one who had that soldier who said that she I was a, with a gold star widow who said that trump wasn't nice enough on the phone basically let me know in the live chat i can't remember but that's not sheila jackson lee um, also wonder if there is a candidate who has the balls to do a beers for Brett or kegs for Kavanaugh. That'd be great. I'd like to see that. Josiah Lott. I'm Catholic. I can't convince any of my other Catholic friends that there's a problem with, uh, problem we need to speak about. I know priests who agree with me, but can't say because they upset their people. I don't know much about internal Catholic politics, but I would hope that there's a willingness to talk about what's going on there. Um, I wish I, 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 I can't advise on how to handle that, unfortunately. But thank um, you, Josiah. You want me to take over? Sure. Uh, Grave Ab, I'm starting to understand Jordan Peterson's anger over postmodernism. With it, no one in college uh, can cling to truth and nothing is real. It is disgusting. Huh. Thoughts? Yes, I totally agree. And um, real universal principles are the basis upon which we've built our moral, you and I at least, I don't want to speak for you, have built our moral philosophies. Sure. And postmodernism just turns that on its head. And that's one of the reasons I was such a big fan of Peterson, because he recognized, especially within academia, the great peril for society um, in adopting postmodernist philosophies, uh, especially, you know, in our cultural values. Mm. Um, downskated going to watch you later at the gym was at my gun range when Kavanaugh was confirmed a fellow user was telling everyone there was a lot of celebratory gunfire or normal gunfire it's kind of hard to tell (laughs) thank you thank you recent evil cuck Norris or Connor McGager (laughs) (laughs) because cuck Norris is already taken I'm taking Connor McGager good Uh, Kevin Smith Canada has a lot of loons both of the avian kind and of the mental kind Mm. You guys are funny. Chase Elliott, the sick thing about Cuck Norris 2.0 is the crazy number of people praising this guy on Twitter. I don't get why people think it's okay to praise assault. I did see some blue checks praising him in since deleted tweets. I've seen it circulating. Idiots. Yeah. Uh, far too hard says, Hey Matt, watch the Jackson Lee video again. She hands the envelope on the down low 
And when he lifts it to put it in his pocket, his eyes get big and she scurries away. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, I've I've seen it. It's not that I don't. It's not that I'm willing to say there's. It's there's. It's impossible that there's something nefarious going on. I just. It seems so implausible to me that they'd be willing to do something shady in a obviously non-shady environment. In fact, especially they, if it was an exchange of money, there are just so many other ways to do that. Like it's not the twenties yeah. here. Uh, Frederica Wilson. Yes, Frederica Wilson is who we're thinking about. But yeah, I mean, if, uh, if if there's more evidence that comes out to support this type of claim, sure, I'm open to it. Gambino12256. Hey, Mr. Obvious, longtime listener, first time writer, love the show. Mr. I'm curious your thoughts on how the massive donations to Ford are any different than paid bribed testimony. They're not. Well, I, I suppose that if you want to argue against it, that you would say that the testimony was not, the, the quid pro quo was not in place before the testimony was made. That's the case that you would make. Although the expectation, well, we don't that, I mean, yeah, we don't, well, for sure, we can't, but. we can't demonstrate that. Yeah. But to, to argue that it might have been an expectation, in fact, all but guarantee. And, and if I recall correctly, they basically plugged the GoFundMe in the hearing itself. Gross. I don't know if she actually advocated donating to it, but she did mention it, which, of course, spiked the donations. Uh, Dan Lopez, mm. Matt, if all these shrieking harpies and land whales couldn't vote, then politicians wouldn't try to appeal to them. Just a thought. <laughs> well, ah, gotcha. When you got a point, you got a point, you know. Kill the 19. <laughs> um, I heard Ann Coulter say today that it was a, that it was um, like a, it was a stupid plan or something like that. She got booed on Swedish television. Mm. The mighty sumo in Canada mischief is a charge related to property crimes. So the damage he did to the processor signs. Ah, gotcha. Thank you. Uh, JD and Matt and I once made love, which frightened me enough to want to build a second tour wow. to escape the house and wasn't sure how to pay for it until my testimony before the Senate. Thank you. Jay. Wow. Eric Seegersals. Oh, that's so grim. Uh, you should dress up as Allah uh, and uh, Muhammad. Ooh, uh, kind of that's an interesting question. Yeah, you can't you can't draw Muhammad, but can you dress be him? him? I assume not. I like the Aisha Muhammad idea as well. Yama Fago, why do black people always call each other Monica? <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Sounds uh, hateful. It does sound hateful. Liz P., who is a real fox? Figured this Resident is a good fox time. Liz P. Yeah, she is. Uh, All right. Figured she's really pretty. Here. Uh, this is a good time to drop my Me Too truth on Matt over last week's super chat. Hashtag it was inevitable. Still love the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. I, it'll be time. my pleasure to have my career ruined by you, Liz. Appreciate <laughs> it. Jay Edgar, Matt and I once made love after Kevin. I was confirmed. He put his fist in the air, then bent over and I tapped that keg. If you know what I mean, <laughs> we do know what you mean, Jay. Thank Edgar. you. Bluer says, March furries to the showers now. Who's a furry? People were saying we should go as furries for Halloween. Mm. No, not doing it. Oh, uh, Mason Lennox, y'all looking, <laughs> looking for a kicker at Broncos. Jordan Hunt just posted this. Ah, yeah, maybe he would. Uh, there's been the NFL has had some has seen some shoddy kicking this year, including today. Maybe he would make a good NFL kicker. OK. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, the the. Chuck Norris, Cuck Norris. Yeah, the the, Connor the, McGager, Connor the Roundhouse McGager. of Respect guy. Yeah, Connor uh, McGager. Sorry, I've, I have problems connecting things at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Stanton said the studies were so funny, especially the dog park one. My yeah. particular favorite was the interpretation of Mein Kampf. Sure. Uh, that was a great. Uh, SB says that white dog mounting that black one is racist. Don't you know? I sure. agree with that. Jason 
Takis says, hi. Hi, Jason. Hello. And last one, I believe, is Mr. Joel Dykeman. A new series on Matt's channel, Crash Course Civics, not the one by those pussy green brothers. <laughs> sure. Let me make sure we're uh, squared away on Streamlabs real quick. And then you guys we are will, so funny. Uh, Live yeah, chat was will, great tonight. We will get out of here. So, yeah, holy cow, man. It's... Uh, my goodness, keeping up with chat and super chat is it's uh, it's incredible. So we appreciate the support for the show and helping us keep uh, on track with the facts, um, and always you know having a fun time with our chat as well. And of course, having a record turnout that's yeah. that's really humbling. Really that appreciate is. it. So thanks to everybody who's listening live and sharing our show with your friends and your moms and your dads and all that. Appreciate it. If you're listening later on demand on YouTube or um, on one of our audio platforms, thank you as well for supporting the show. If there's, if you want uh, more of the show to listen to, if you can't get enough, there is more listening material on the audio platforms. You can listen back to Wednesday night's call-in shows. You can listen to interviews we've done on other channels, extra stuff you might not find on YouTube. That's all on the audio platforms. So remember to check those out those are apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher they're all linked conveniently in the description for you you can always email us that's beauty in the beta at gmail.com we'll be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not me at the press it's beauty in the beta we'll see you then bye guys bye.